0: you might have heard right obviously we've been chatting for a minute but uh who do we have on the uh with us today we have
1: my dear friend dr heather mesa
2: that sounds so weird what hearing dr heather <laughs> yeah mesa? it's so weird to me i'm still not used to it <laughs> but yes i mean it's fairly recent so yeah <laughs>
1: big congratulations to your recent graduation Yeah. thank you thank you um i would like i would love it if you introduced yourself
2: Sure. Um, So my name is Heather. I'm a recent graduate um, from a program in clinical psychology. I recently received my doctoral degree, so it's a PsyD, so a lot of my training has been more clinically focused rather than research because there's different ways you can kind of become a clinical psychologist. So you can either be a PhD, which is more research focused, and I'm a PsyD, which is more, I don't like research, I don't like writing, so I'm more of like <laughs> a people person. So I'm more of a clinical route. Yeah. So that's me.
1: Knowing you, that's definitely you. You're definitely a people person. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: like being around people. I like working with people. Um, I know research is really important, but it's just not my thing. Mm. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, where did you go to school?
2: I went for my grad school. Sure. Okay.
1: Start from the beginning. Okay. Where'd you go to preschool? Yeah. Tell us. So uh, tell us about your I kindergarten. Was,
2: well, <laughs> I was born and raised. No, I was. So I'm originally from Guam, but I was, um, I was born in the Philippines and then raised in Guam. So I pretty much went to high school in an island. Okay. Shout
1: out to the Chamorans. Chamorro. Mm, chum, damn it! I was gonna pat is, myself is, on the is, back.
0: Is Chamorro the? It's like the, the indigenous plural?
2: people. Indigenous people of Guam. What did
1: I say, Chamorans?
2: Chamorans. It's Before you you said churro, and I'm like, no.
1: Nope. Is it is it Chamorros?
2: It's Chamoru. Chamaru. Yeah.
1: W- what's That's the, the plural? What's the, what's the plural? That's Chamoros. Chamoros. Okay, so you weren't too far off. I wasn't. Yeah. I said I. You just said it with a real gringo accent, rather than cha
2: Yeah, it's chamo. Cha. ro.
1: Chamoro. Cool. I've been practicing that, and I still screwed it up. <laughs>
0: It's the thought that counts
1: sometimes. But I I graduated from Guamanian too.
2: Yes. So you don't call. What
1: did you just say? Guamanian.
2: Yeah. So like people usually assume that if you're from Guam, you're called Guamanian. But those are the people that live there. But Chamorros are like the indigenous people of Guam. So I actually have Chamorro blood. Like my dad is Chamorro. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. If
3: that I graduated
0: I, from that. I mean, I wouldn't have went, gro- went I wouldn't have gone straight to Guamanians. Guamanians. More like a Guamanite, I feel like a is Guaman- a little <laughs> better.
1: I think that's worse.
0: <laughs> I think that's also worse. <laughs> Somehow sounds racist. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> but yes. I'll Some, just have to agree with that. <laughs> something's offensive about it,
1: but I don't know what it is.
2: Yeah. They won't like that.
1: Fair. Yeah. Good to know. But yeah, to Guam, to so, our, so I went to Guam high school
2: listeners. there and I moved here when I was 17. I went to college in like a really small college in Orange County. Like I went to like a Christian school and then I ended up in Loma Linda for like a social work degree and I worked there for a little bit as a social worker and then went to grad school because I felt like I needed more training.
0: And where'd you go to grad school?
2: Um, Alliant University in Alhambra. Okay. Yeah, they have like it's it used to be like a professional psychology school and they have different campuses internationally. They're known as for their psychology school. And then, yeah, that's where I've been for the past six years.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Where were you last year?
2: Last year, I was in Indiana. Uh, Are you from there?
0: No, I'm from Chicago.
2: Oh, oh, Midwest. That's kind of like three hours. I've been there. I visited. Where
0: were you in Indiana?
2: Indianapolis.
0: Okay, like where?
2: Um, so I was in like the main downtown, like Marion County. Okay. Yeah. So I was working in a hospital there. Um, that was like my last year of the program and part of it was interning at a hospital. And so I spent an entire year there working, um, in a hospital, working with older adults, um, veterans and just getting my hours to graduate and I completed it and I'm here.
0: (laughs) Was it a VA or?
2: Yeah, it was a VA.
0: Okay. That's what I thought. I just want to make sure.
2: Yeah, I worked in the VA, I loved it. I've always wanted to work with veterans because I come from a really strong uh, military background like my family has served in the military, so that's something that I've always wanted to do. But getting into the VA is actually really hard. Um, but yeah, that's how I ended up in Indiana. <laughs> nice. It was like one of the hardest experience I've never had snow yeah. before. I
1: was just about to ask you how did you, how did you enjoy it?
2: I I enjoyed it for like a a week, Mm. but then not seeing the sun for six months was wild. I don't know how you guys did it, but there was no sun. That's awesome. It was dark always. It was freezing. My dogs Mm. didn't enjoy it. That's for sure. Like they would go out and use the bathroom and like, no.
1: They're like, all right, I'm over this. I don't know what this stuff is. Get me out of here. Too cold for my toes.
2: Like I would be in a staff meeting. Mind you, it was still like Zoom but everyone was like in comfy clothes and I'm there with my heater and like my puffy jacket. (laughs) And they knew that was me because I was like in a puffy jacket inside my apartment (laughs) and the heat was up.
0: Oh my God.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that was my experience. But it was like a good growing personally and professional experience. It was good.
0: Indianapolis is a pretty cool, look pretty cool little town. Yeah. City, I guess, technically. Never been
2: it's it was a lot more so there's like pockets in indiana i felt like and like some pockets were a lot more progressive and liberal and some pockets were very conservative
0: gun gun toting
2: yes um yeehaw boys sounds like my kind of town yes it's very it was different from la that's for sure
0: (laughs) just all new boot goofing out there you know (laughs) yeah
2: yeah it it was definitely a, a culture shock for sure but I learned a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Going from going from like out here to like Indianapolis, especially like if you were in not like, uh, yeah, I guess if you were like ever exploring kind of more of like the outs outer skirts of Indianapolis, especially like in the Southern part, it gets a little, a little funky. Yeah. For sure.
1: Would, would they have debutante balls? Um,
0: probably not. I don't think so. But what I learned
2: about Midwest people though, is they're very nice. Hell yeah. very, very nice very polite i just remember like moving there and like, i didn't know anyone and i i made sure to connect with the gym and i always remember this one girl she's like you're new here let me take you out and she like this is like the first like a week into the gym and she took me out she wanted to make sure i get plugged in and i really appreciated that like i don't think i would have experienced that in la because everyone's kind of
0: yeah into themselves right yeah
2: yeah so i was like oh yeah. This is nice. When
0: I when I first moved here, the only people that I was like immediately able to make friends with were from people were people who weren't from here. Mm-hmm. Specifically, like my first friend, shout out Trevor, I love you. Um, we uh, it, he's from like they're all from the Midwest. It was the best. Yeah,
1: I, like I, every person I made friends with. I feel like Heather had that Midwest mentality because the first time I went to Resistance, that was her. Like, she would just like, oh, you're new here. Like, come on, let me introduce you. This is P and this is, like, all these other people. You want to work out? And I was like, yeah, you know, came here to do that. And then, yeah.
2: (laughs) That's so funny. My best friend from high school, that's how I met her. And I think I weirded her out because she said, like, I just had, like, a smile on my face. I was so happy to, like, meet her. And she's like, you were weird. I was like, well. (laughs) You stayed friends with me, <laughs> you know. So Apparently, not the that, weird one. Not that yeah. weird. <laughs> I was like, well, obviously, you liked me, so there we go, and we've been friends since. Perfect. <laughs> I'm like her. I'm like a godmother for her her first child. Nice. So There you go. Hey,
0: that's perfect. Shout out, friend. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, that's kind of how my girlfriend is. Oh. I feel like a lot of people get like overwhelmed by her because she's just like immediately like really nice, uh-huh. and so it's one of those like I can't tell if you're being genuine or if you're like trying real hard. Um, it's Jeff, definitely genuine. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, the
1: turtle's super genuine.
0: Yeah, it's super funny. Yeah. Um, and then she, because she she's like, oh, I like you, we're gonna be friends. Like, that's how it goes. You she's have like no choice. We're gonna at be that friends. Point.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty no good
2: at like reading people. I feel like, you know, like I I, 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 kinda, I found like good so. vibes, like good vibes from you when I first met you and stuff, and I was like, okay, you're cool. So and when you went to diverge i'm like okay cool i yeah. know someone here oh <laughs> shoot i said that
3: it's okay
0: oh, that that's hard. fine oh, okay <laughs> yeah yeah you're fine you can like call places out yeah. oh, okay
2: i don't know the rules like anyways <laughs> <I, my enemies. laughs> hi everyone it's and my ge- first time
0: it's my first time <laughs> in general we were we were prepping prepping heather a little bit about like you know some general do's and don'ts mm-hmm. um given that this is being publicly posted to the world yeah mm-hmm. um and
1: prepping her for her future podcast
2: yeah oh We'll see about that. Oh, I
1: hope people have you on after this.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah,
1: or you start your own.
2: We'll see. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure if I'm that creative. So like this whole you've
1: te- heard you've heard about our stuff like
2: technology. I don't know how
1: creative we are. This is a
2: great studio, by the way. Guys. Thank
1: you, thank you so <laughs> much, Ryan. Did you hear that? I heard it, loud and clear. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Shut up. <laughs> You're the worst. Um,
0: so what so eric eric hit me up and brought up that you wanted to have you wanted to have heather on Mm -hmm. have heather on um so what was there what would like what was the thoughts like what what brings you on i wanted to bring bring her her on on. because
1: i i felt that she has i mean i've known her for a while and she's always had fun things to talk about whether we're talking about jujitsu or lifting um or just life in general um and then when she graduated, or well, when she was on her path to becoming the doctor that she is now, um, when she graduated, she was posting about topics, and the specific topic that we're going to talk about tonight is men's mental health. And I wanted to jump on that, because I was like, man, like, she's right. We don't ever talk about it,
3: mm-hmm.
1: ever. I mean, you and I do, but for the majority of male society, you don't hear about it. We, as,
0: as an aside, one of my clients today um he was asking like what's up what's going on for my day and i you know whatever ran through and i was like yeah i'm like we actually have a psychologist coming onto the yeah sorry i was like psychologist correct Mm -hmm. um psychologist onto the podcast tonight for uh, for like as a guest and um he was like what are we talking about i was like oh i'm like we're you know mental health i'm like but kind of specifically like men's mental health is the goal and he was like we don't have issues (laughs) of course not he
1: was joking and i was like
0: (laughs) and i was like fucking love you man that,
1: that's what a, that's what a lot of my friends have said too They're like no there's nothing wrong with us you don't need to talk to her it's like yeah you yeah. like he was like there's nothing to talk about yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i feel like that's what i've gathered too like let me just preface that i am a i just graduated i'm not a licensed clinical psychologist and this is not supposed to be a place for me like to provide therapy this is just for me to provide some education so the reason why I had wanted to start this topic about men's mental health just because of the different experiences or clinical work that I've done there's a theme among men that I've worked with who there, there's like a stigma um, with mental health and just it kind of like inspired me to dig in deeper especially because I'm married, I have a husband and I wanted my, I started like a social media and I wanted my, my Instagram to have like a, a theme throughout the month. And my husband and my, um, my father, their birthdays are the same. Nice. I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to do men's mental health. Oh, sorry. I moved that. Wow, I got really passionate about, I got really passionate. I was like, I'm going to do men's mental health and like in honor of the the two men in my life, you know, and gather like a survey pretty much online and see like what you all thought. And Eric had like responded because I texted him and, and another friend of ours. And it's pretty much the same theme. It's like there's a stigma to it. Um, my husband had mentioned like I think men just feel like people don't care enough for men for like people don't care enough about men to like check up on them because they're men and they're supposed to have things together. But it's like, that's unfortunate because you do experience hardships and you do experience emotions.
1: Right. Yeah. And mental grief and yeah. you know, all that comes with it. And the full spectrum. So yeah. would say.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Do.
0: So I think that's, it's an perfect jumping off point. So you're, I feel like you're a hundred percent correct on the concept of like, of there being a stigma to it. Um, do, I guess from like, from what you've learned and kind of some of your experiences from, I guess with like the clinical side, do you feel or or do you feel or think that there is like, what, what causes that, I guess is what I meant to say, or what do you think causes that?
2: I think like based on what I saw, even just working within the VA, it's, there's a fear of being vulnerable like, for men, right? Being vulnerable and opening yourself up first to a stranger that you don't know and admitting that you have shortcomings because I think there's societal norms that are kind of factoring into, like, how men navigate the world and there's certain expectations for you all. Like, I don't know what it's like to move in this world, like, as a man. I don't know the pressures that you feel, but based on, like, what I've learned, it's just that, There's an expectation for you to have everything together. There's an expectation for you to not show emotion, not to show weakness. And anytime you admit that you have a shortcoming or like a mental health issue, it's like it's a weakness. Or if you cry, it's a weakness. If you're sad, you're a weakness. Like you're not supposed to be sad. You're not supposed to grieve. But you're human. You're supposed to feel this. Otherwise, what are you? Like you're you're not a robot.
0: If I have anything to say about it, <laughs> <laughs> and I think
2: too, there's like a lot of like in ther- in a therapeutic space. Anything with negative emotions, we tend to avoid.
0: Yeah, like, it's uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who likes it? I I certainly don't. Like I don't I don't like feeling sad. I don't like being scared. So, on top of I don't know what your experience is like. Right? Like you don't want to talk about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I had one that I've. Final, well, not finally. I would say came to, came to grips with and kind of recovered from was my grandfather passing hmm, pff, over five years ago. Um, but the grief that I had, I held on to because I felt anger at myself because I didn't, I wasn't there with him. I wasn't spending time with him, mm-hmm. and then I avoided, like I avoided it because I didn't want to lose him. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to face the truth that it was happening, and then at the same time, I was just like you know, you regret it. Cause you're like, I should have done all these things, but now it's too late. Mm. And so like that, I carried that for a really long time and I never talked about it. Um, and then I finally, I, you know, talked to my sister about it a little bit and that kind of loosened the weight, the burden. And I talked to my mom about it and that loosened the burden even more. And then I just remember having like a solid cry in the shower. Mm. And I think that really helped release the rest of it. I, you know, like still having that stigma with me, I was just like, I'm going to do this in the shower and do it myself, mm-hmm. like by myself that way. No one else sees like I'm going to have my own time. Mm-hmm. But for me, like that was like the big weight off my shoulders. Yeah. was like just that was for me. That was my uh,
2: catharsis. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't use big words yeah. over here. Okay. How <laughs> dare.
2: You know, it's, it's funny because like grief, everyone experiences that, you know, I had um, a patient of mine who like lost uh, his wife of 68 years and he was a veteran from the Vietnam era and that particular era, there's so much pressure, you know, it's very conservative. They're just, no one really cared for them when they came back. And I remember him specifically saying, he was like apologizing that he was crying it's like, you just lost your wife. Like, why are you apologizing to me? Like, please cry. This is a safe place for you. But I can't even imagine, like, the shame he was feeling because of all the pressure. It's like, no, we're not supposed to talk about this. I'm not supposed to cry. Like, yeah, you are. Like, you lost your wife of 68 years. I hope you're crying. Like, <laughs> you should, that's yeah. a normal Unless response. you're a
1: sociopath. Or a robot. Yeah. Or a robot. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like, so I'm glad that you cried. Like, even though it was by yourself. But like having that huge burden taken out, like, yeah, like,
1: yeah, it was, it was a, it was a big weight release for me. I was actually happy and, you know, mentally I I came to the conclusion that even though he's gone, he's probably forgiven me for, Hmm. or in my head, right, forgiven me, but he was probably just like, he, you know, he's not ready to deal with this. Yeah. So like, I can't force him to be here. So, you know, it was it was a good eye opener yeah really good eye opener i think i think since then i've been a lot more open about emotion and able to talk about it a little more Mm -hmm. um yeah i remember man i remember being a kid and just being frustrated and holding it in because like you know like when we had our our live session it was like that's kind of how we were raised Mm -hmm. like your cousins you know the older cousins beat on you. You beat on the younger cousins. Just a generation of like, you gotta be tough. You gotta right. Just build that toughness. So, yeah. Growing up does things to you. I
2: wonder like <laughs> what made you like hesitate to talk to your mom and your sister.
1: Regret. Mm. Regret one hundred percent for just not spending time with him in his last months. You know, I probably one of the only regrets that I have. Yeah. In life is that
0: the but yeah it's uh it's interesting like i always find it interesting right um because i i had a very similar experience to you in that regards with um um what was it it was saying actually funny enough with my grandpa as well (laughs) right um because i didn't go like when he passed like i wasn't there and i think for me it was more of a i was like overwhelmed um because from my like pretty much from like my junior it's like my junior or senior year. Like several family members have died. Or like died at that point, and it was like one after the other after the other. And I was like, I cannot handle this. So I was just like, fuck that, I'm out. Yeah, like I'm not gonna be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I understand. I definitely like can understand that concept of like that regret because I was like for a little bit. Of, like I didn't hold on to it for very long, but there was a little bit of me that was just like, mm, should I? Should I have not have like was that the right choice? Mm-hmm. Like, how am I going to deal with living with that concept? Um though I will say I was uh shout out to mi Madre for that because she was very, very good at being like, yeah, emotions happen. Cry. It's cool. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like yeah. they'll see me cry. <laughs> right. So I was like, sweet. Got it. Um,
2: but not so, like not everyone has that experience. No,
0: not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Um, and I, I think like to comment on that, like kind of what you were saying earlier, like you have like friends, family, like older, older cousins, that type of stuff that kind of like beat that concept into you. And I think that's, I think there's an aspect to it as like the older the older like generation mm. realizes or at least kind of has an uh, an understanding of like what the real world is actually like, right? Because as we're kids, we live through these very rose rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. um kind of seen for the most part, right? I know everyone everyone's experiences are going to be different, but you kind of have this uh ignorance to the world to a certain degree, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and so I almost feel like that that, uh, like the jabbing that you get from like older cousins or brothers or stuff like that is almost this like slight hardening process that like, I don't, I mean, I don't know if women go through the same thing, but like from a guy's standpoint, like everybody that I know has at least gone through that concept of like, you gotta be a little bit tougher. You gotta be able to kind of, um, like harden up just in, like enough to be able to not sweat the small things to a certain degree. Right. To be able to make it through to, you know, especially when you get into like, uh, like grade school, high school, right. Where like uh, I mean, kids are assholes Yes. like they just, they just are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, they're not developed enough to understand what the hell's going on. Like, man, I can only, be- I can only think about the type of shit that I used to do, uh, um, or say, or say, <laughs> right. Where I'm just like, Ooh,
1: like, yeah. look back. You look back and you're like, God, let me, let me delete that off Facebook real quick. I never said that. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. Pretty. I mean, to a certain degree, right. We were all edgelords back in the oh, day. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's like, that's part of the little bit of that hardening process. And is kind of like almost a, I guess like the Westerns concepts of like rites of passage Yep. to a certain degree, at least yeah. from like, for young men.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think too, like you brought up like the difference between expectations with men and women. And you're, I, th- I completely agree that there's a difference with how women are treated and, or girls like growing up, you know, like if they were to fall, Someone was there to catch them right away, mm-hmm. you know. Where if you were a boy who gets bullied in like the sandbox or whatever, your parents are gonna tell you to stand up for yourself, you know, you have to be strong, you have to do this. Whereas if you're a girl, it's like, no, you have to be proper and do this in a certain way, and it's oh. just different, very different. Oh, for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. There's definitely like, um you know, the, the society, the, like the societal concepts of like how we raise kids mm-hmm. is, I mean, I don't have a kid, so I can only kind of speak from like a secondhand opinion <laughs> to a certain degree. Um, but it's like, it is a, the, the, that disparity in the way that we treat be- like treat kids growing up is definitely like kind of fucked for the most part. Right. Because, yes. right. We, we do societally speaking, I think it's getting better, right. In general. Um, but we still have ways to go. But the uh, this like coddling of like almost coddling of women, this kind of over sometimes over tough, like, quote unquote, toughening of mm-hmm. men um, just like really creates this like weird divide in the way that we grow up and then trying to understand how to interact with each other, which I think is also part of why like high school is so goddamn awkward. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> right. Because we don't
0: because we're like we're we're literally like, you know, just in the sense of speaking of male and female in this regard, like you know, um, you're, you're almost like living, living or working. Th- you're, you are observing essentially diverging paths of adulthood in how you are raised and how you are treated. And then you mash all of them together in high school as like, you know, uh, puberty and like hormones start to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have no concept of how to like interact. Right. And it's super fucking awkward, yeah. <laughs> especially for me where like, at least for me, I grew up I, like my brother's 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So like, there is a huge age gap that changes yeah. the way that we interact, at least when I was younger. So I didn't have a sister. So I was like, I don't know how to do this stuff. Yeah. This is weird. Um, and vice versa, for the most part, I'm sh- I can imagine.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I And you know what's like funny about that, too? It's like going back to the high school part. Is like, I went to an all-guys high school. So oh wow, that, wow. Definitely, that definitely didn't make it any easier to- I went to, to an
2: all-girl Catholic school.
1: Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah public school baby (laughs) i wish yeah but like same-sex schools like it just made it that much harder because like you said you you have all these teachings in your head and then you you're that socially awkward kid in high school and you're trying to figure out which group you want to hang out with and who's the cool kids and who's not the cool kids when in reality it's like you're all just dumb kids you're all just dumb (laughs) kids like you should all be like getting along and i you know if I could go back and tell high school me, I would be like, yo, don't make fun of anybody because you'll regret it thinking about it later. Like every year you see them that like something else is going to happen. Knowing what I know now, I'm just like, man, like, yeah, if I could just go back and tell myself right before day one of high school, be like, Hey, treat everyone nicely. Mm-hmm. Don't be making fun of people. You know, you don't know what they're going through. Like, I wish I could have that talk with younger <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah. God. Don't we all? Yeah. I was. I feel like I was pretty nice. I, I feel. Like, I feel like you. You were a nice kid in high school. Uh,
0: for the most, I think for the most from like a interaction standpoint, I don't think I ever. I was never really a bully, or at least I don't think I was. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we'll find I'm, out.
2: I was part of like the people who sat in the back in the cafeteria with like the skaters and stuff. That was but me. I was a skater. Yeah, I didn't know how to skate. I just hung out with them <laughs> and went to like Battle of the Bands. I was a poser too. Stuff. I was yeah. a, I was a fake skater. Yeah, I was like I'll just chill here, you know. Like I <laughs> rollerbladed, but not not as cool. But you know, I was one of those kids. <laughs> hey, but
1: Brink. That was
2: I a good movie. Love Brink. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: I I was a Nickelodeon kid. I was never really Disney. So every, everyone brings up all these like the, sounds like really Disney. cool Disney shows and yeah. movies. Yeah,
2: Johnny and Tsunami. Oh, and Brink. I was
1: like. That's... I'm like I don't know him. I don't know those.
2: Xenon. Oh my god,
1: Xenon <laughs> the sequel?
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> was it? Was that that? Who was that? Who was the actress in that? It was uh, a.
2: She was. I don't even I don't know. Her
1: name. Hold on.
0: Oh god.
2: I don't even know. Yeah, I don't
0: care. No, what was the? Fine. What was
1: the? Um, Hillary Duff one. Oh, um, uh, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie movie? McGuire. Yeah. Yeah. Lizzie I
2: McGuire. watched
1: that movie. <laughs> get up, get up on a Saturday <laughs> night.
0: Um. Yeah. High school. I was kind of the. I was kind of a little bit of everything. Like I played the sports. Um, I was this in the, like skater in a band, um, and also a part of history club, which was where we just played Dungeons and Dragons. You were the you were cool. real
2: cool person. That was
0: a fucking awesome. You were, I did you everything. You were a Swiss
1: Army knife. Hell yeah, man!
2: <laughs> you know, I've never heard of Dungeons and Dragons until I moved to the Midwest. They really like board games there, or maybe the people I hung out with.
1: Well, yeah, it's
0: it's you can't go outside for like four months. Yeah, like they Shushigo, got nothing better to do.
2: <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, Secret. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this. Secret, like there was like fascist versus liberal game.
0: Oh, uh, uh, it's a uh, secret Hitler. Yeah. 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 yeah,
2: yeah. I was that's a good game. Okay. You, you can
0: invoke his name. Yes. Okay, I was like,
2: am I allowed to say You're him? allowed to say
0: Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're just not like Hitler had a good idea, then he, he you know, did, we he, can't do that. He did it. He did it. <laughs> just he, he was a knucklehead, you know? Yeah. Um with a weird mustache. But you know what? Michael Jordan had that mustache in a goddamn Hanes commercial, and no one said shit. No one because did say anything. Because it's Michael Jordan. Also, because it's Michael Jordan. He had a Hitler mustache. That's but, like universally unacceptable. But he didn't do Hitler things. It, yeah. You don't have to do Hitler things. We he just did kinda...
2: Space Jam. Yes.
0: yes, I understand. I understand that <laughs> he is a goddamn icon. I understand that. But if anybody, like you, it's like
1: generally understood that you don't. He have saved that. the Looney Tunes.
2: He did.
1: Did yeah. he? Yes. Did he single handedly?
0: I'd argue that Bill Murray and that other guy did when they jumped in last minute. That was only Bill Murray. With Bill Murray <laughs> when he jumped in last minute. Honestly, it was Bugs Bunny, really actually saved the day because I he think, gave everybody the stir water. Lola actually
1: Bunny. saved the day because she, that was the only true baller besides Michael Jordan on that team.
0: <laughs> Lola Bunny was every when did that movie come out? Like ninety three. I wanted to say ninety three. That was every Watch like eight year old's wet dream Lola at Bunny? that time. 100 <laughs> percent. I mean, you saw the uproar in yeah. people being like, "You in the newspaper, oh like you, you you made
1: sexualized a rabbit. You it's made like, Lola Bunny less sexy. What? Where are her boobs and big hips. Yeah. It's like, hold on. It's, first of all, it's an animated rabbit. I, again, this this is a perfect prime example of like <laughs> eight year old boys. We were way off. It's ninety six. Ninety six. We like, just kept years. going up. That's fine. <laughs> It's still it's still rule applies. Yeah. Eight year old boys. Yeah. No, eight year
0: old boys and a bunch of neck, and a bunch of Lola meards. Bunny.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause you're just like you're like, hold on, there's something happening there. I don't yeah. know what that is, but I really like yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, wait <laughs> a minute,
1: she she's a cartoon, but it, it was
0: that in um uh oh my god, what was the name of the lady from um Jessica uh, Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit, yes.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: Jessica Rabbit. She was yes. more
1: of human esque design rather than Lola Bunny. Oh for sure. Yeah. But this is car- was cartoon. an animated
0: movie. character. Uh, that's from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I don't know.
1: That's another movie. That's a movie you got to see. Wait, when did when did you come to the States?
2: I was 17.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a, sense. Yeah. yeah that like, was an before older you movie. got here. Kind of only like, well, it was way before early we U.S. release, like early 90s. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Lola Bunny and Jessica Rabbit. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. good memories. See, Ooh, how
2: come like it's so easy for like males to talk about like their sexual fantasy, but like when it comes to like real issues, you guys don't want to talk about it. We don't have real any real
0: issues. That's, that's <laughs> assuming there's issues. Um, <laughs> See again. Right? So I think it's, I think part of that has to do like culturally. Right. Mm. Um, you know, the, I have a friend who is a, a sociologist and who I would love to get on the show, but he's going to charge us to be on this show. Can we just buy him food? No, we can't. No, he asked for a significant amount of money, which I understand. Yeah, fair. I get it, right? Right. Just he has a PhD. Mm -hmm. They have a PhD. um, All this research. I
2: mean, I would charge you if I was like been doing this for a long time, but I just started. Yeah, perfect. So I'm here for the food.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: we're.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm hungry. I got student loans. (laughs) Um, no, hundred percent. Like, and that's the thing. Your your
1: meals will get better as you you. go farther Mm -hmm. in your experience. You know,
0: (laughs) next time you come, we're gonna gonna have to take you out to Nobu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Like, really have to pay for it. Yeah. Um, So, but my friend's a sociologist, and so um, I'll I'll ask him and, like, kind of push him on stuff when he, like, brings up or when they bring up things about um, society. And I think uh, a friend of mine explained it, another friend of mine explained it very well in that, like, um, so so uh, sociology is about like the constructs and right um, and the society around it, whereas mm-hmm. like psychology and psychiatry are about the mental brains within, mm-hmm. right? And so that's kind of one of this disti- the distinctions that you can kind of think about of like who is the person, then who is the or like who is the person or sorry, what environment did the person grow up into? Is like easy, simple ways to kind of conceptualize the two fields, three technically because I named those. Anyway, um, and so I think from like a from a societal standpoint, from like, I think it's changing today, um, or it's definitely, it's on the, it's very upfront today. Um, but from like a histor- historical sense, like we have to kind of pay attention to that is that, like you were saying earlier, a lot of society has been either A, dominated by men, mm-hmm. as well. And so the idea is that there's this like the running theme or through line of, you know, the, the breadwinner, the like the safety provider. Um, the man of the house, like, right. The phrase, mm-hmm. the man of the house. Yeah. Right. And so there's this like, uh, safety, security, safety and security, um, in whatever way you want to describe those is kind of like the, the roles historically. Um, whereas then from like, when we think about like women, um, largely has been more of like the home, the home carer, um, and as well as like the, the child raiser. Mm-hmm. Right. So from a, I think that is, you know, the kind of the through line for time, Right very inarguable it's just a truth at this point we have to accept that um and so even though society has changed at large pretty aggressively over time Mm -hmm. when we look at i think when we still look at the um kind of you know the generations past that we think of like you know you know parents raising kids etc etc right there's still going to be always like little like remnants of like their parents right Mm -hmm. so like i'll hear stuff that like my dad my dad says that is very similar to something I could perceive my grandpa saying where he grew up in the, like the, like he was in world war two type of thing. Right. So there's like phrases, concepts and like thinkings And I'm like, Oh, that's an old world concept. Right. Um, that is like a remnant of the past. And so, um, I think we, as time progresses, we inherit, we inherit our parents' beliefs to a certain degree as we're like growing up. Cause that's kind of the values that are taught to us. And then we, hopefully at some point develop our own personalities and our own worldviews that is ideally better. So I think part of why we have such an, such a, an ease of say, speaking about the, uh, you know, sexual fantasies or like sexualization is because that's a kind of like a, again, one of those through lines of things that we've talked, like we've grown up with, right. This machismo, um, right. That we, (laughs) that we are learning. Absolutely. That Becca was talking about of, right. There is, um, be, like between men, there is generally this kind of, um, you know, for lack of a better phrase, dick swinging contest always happening, right? right. There's this kind of like one uppingness. There's this kind of like, uh, just the the way to interact is is just different, right? Amongst mm-hmm. men, and again, talking about parents through parents ideologies and concepts through lines like that was just something that kind of existed, um, or exists, and so we had like this be a man, talk about like the, you know, the winnings, the sexual earnings type Mm -hmm. of things. Um, Whereas then everything else kind of aside has been like largely thought of to be repressed because there's still, again, this through line of like safety and security. Mm -hmm. And if you show weakness, then that means you can't necessarily show security or safety in the face of like danger, for example. Right. Right. And I think that's kind of the, the concept. Welcome to my TED talk. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, that yeah. was, that was great. <laughs> no, no, that was really good. It actually, they reminded me of like a conversation that we had with a, a friend of ours. We saw him walking, um, in our neighborhood with his, with his dog. And it's so funny because if, I think if I wasn't there with my husband, he would have talked completely different, but like every time he said like a bad word or used a derogatory like term, like for a woman, he was like, I'm sorry, but this is the only way I can describe it. Yeah. But like... <laughs> I guess like that sucks but I think it's like like you're right there's like a lot of like machismo thing happening and you have to like present yourself a certain way when you are surrounded by other males Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and why though why yeah
0: why so why do we why do we have this like manliness that we show Mm -hmm. amongst other men Um, I think it depends at the age to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, again, I, you know, kind of going back, my, my thought is, uh, what we're shaped by our society, Mm -hmm. right. At large. Um, sure. There's going to be some innate concepts to it, um, from, you know, nature, right. But nurture definitely plays a huge role into it. And so I think depending on the era at which you were, you were raised will kind of lead to different. Uh, viewpoints and like ways and ways and forms of expression Mm -hmm. so when i think about myself growing up um what did i watch as a kid um i watched a bunch of like cartoons um where you are seeing um you know like big ripped muscular like Mm -hmm. characters right these like this idea and concepts of like bravery and like jumping into the face of danger um saving the damsel in distress saving the damsel in distress right the woman Mm -hmm. the woman generally speaking Mm -hmm. yep And so there was that, like, that was something that was like on our eyes, right? We kind of would take that in and, you know, youth is very impressionable. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, I could see that stuff playing into it. And then as I started to grow, like for me, for example, starting to grow older, um, you know, you start to look at other things. Um, And so then, uh, you know, trying to find, say, like role models, for example, so, for me it was, you know, I would obviously I would look to my like my brother and my dad as examples of that, but I was also rebellious to a certain degree. So I was like, I'm gonna look at other ways too. Right. So the things that I was passionate about was like music, punk rock, and I was interested in like skateboarding. So two not fine examples for like how to move <laughs> through the world. Mm-hmm. Right. But I adopted those personalities because that's like I was, you know, at that time I was trying to find who I was. Right. Um Right. So there is this like level of aggression um, that I was like, this wouldn't, this is something that needs to be done. Right. Um, as well as, you know, the introdu- introduction of testosterone
1: for the first time being yeah. like, I don't understand what's happening to me, yeah. but like, ah, uh, uh,
0: <laughs> <it's just laughs> like,
1: uh, the rage, the sexual aggression. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, It's my, a wild ride. Mine was similar. Like it wasn't a skating and punk, but it was like emo and paintball. Like I remember having this huge, I don't know, seven year phase where I was like, oh yeah, I'm, like, I love paintball. I'm a professional paintball player. Like that was my in to anything and I was just like oh I don't you know I don't want to care I don't care what you guys say about it like it's the best sport ever and I haven't played paintball in about 15 (laughs) 12 15 years like I you know like it's it's but it's like I I guess with dealing with you know the hormones testosterone like for me that was like my way to be aggressive my Mm. way to try and be an alpha if you will right like to to show that machismo to show that I'm better than you like you know it's just all of that plus um when we we're talking live like culture right like you know being mexican that's the machismo is just like we're a proud people we're a very like we're we're good and we earn our way kind of people and we yeah. want to show it you know yeah. and it's just that's that's how we're raised yeah yeah
2: i mean it's like a great mentality and i think part of that, part of culture and how you're brought up, like, makes you the person that you are, but I think in some ways, it can be really harmful, especially for men, you know, like, in, in our culture, like, Chamorro or Pacific Islander and Asian cultures, like, there's just not enough talk about mental health, like, it doesn't even exist, like, my, my grandma, like, passed away, Um, I'm pretty sure she had dementia and Alzheimer's, but, like, till this day, like, my dad will not acknowledge that, but because that doesn't happen in our family that doesn't happen I was like well no she really she had that she had many strokes she had memory problems she was you know she was not herself she had dementia but like even my dad admitting that to himself that my grandma had those problems was hard but I think that's when it's really important for like someone like me who come from like this particular culture to like talk about it, and this is why I really wanted to like get into it and talk about men's mental health because it's not talked about enough, and and that's why people there's like a delay in seeking help.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in general, right? When we look at when we look at like some of the statistics, you know, uh, men in large are the ones that are going to be like more often going to be like committing suicide, right? Um, likely they
2: complete it the most,
0: like and they... and, and see see two completion, mm-hmm. right? Winners. Um, but anyway. Uh, Morbid. <laughs> a no, but more. It's, it's a dark, it's, dark joke. It, it is. But yeah, but it is. And
2: we also say like in the field of like mental health or psychology, we don't say commit su- uh, suicide because it's such like a stigma on that person. They completed a suicide or they attempted. In- attempted. But like committed, it's like they committed a crime and it's not uh, like they're in pain. That no, is, for sure. This was their only way out. And it's unfortunate that men are like the predominant people who complete it and attempt it.
0: Yeah. And I think going back to, th- I think some rash- rationales, and I'm definitely no expert on this one. So this is, don't take this as any form yeah. of advice. Um, but I, I think a lot of it is boils down to social stigmas and social pressures, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of that comes back down to this, like, I keep repeating myself, but this through line of like, quote unquote, manliness, right? The stoicism, the, you know, the, the provider, the leader, the, Mm -hmm. you know, protector. Um, And so having that, having that like mentality, you know, and I, I, I feel like I try really hard to kind of be the anti that to a certain degree um, because I know like I've, I felt what that feels like to have that like weight sit on my shoulders Mm -hmm. when I was younger right? Because I was was like, this is the expectation of me. Um, But as I kind of progressed into the world, I was like, ah, it's not really the case. Like, okay, I don't have to hold on to this type of like this feeling of like being something that I'm in reality not. Um, And I think for me, like, stop me at any point in time because I'll ramble.
2: I just want to say I love that for you, but continue.
0: (laughs) I love that journey for you. (laughs) Um, But a lot of, I think a lot of that actually happened to me with uh, when I was in high school, when I kind of like had this like it sounds. This is gonna sound so stupid, but you ever you ever see the movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Works every time, <laughs> like a charm. Um, it was that was like a weird spark in my head, right? I was going through some weird shit, and at that point, I like saw this movie. And I was like, man, that's a good idea. I'm gonna adopt that concept. And I was, and to a certain degree, right within reason, and uh, so that's what got me into playing Dungeons and Dragons at a certain, at like, that got me going into like a bunch of shows, right? Because I was like, fuck it. I want to go to these shows. All my friends are assholes. Like, I'm just going to go. And I would like do stuff. I started like doing stuff alone, which was a weird ride by the way. Um, but that opened up a lot of these experiences and kind of forced me to interact in ways that I was kind of more uncomfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that like, that opened up something in my head where I was like, man, I'm like, you know what? I'd like, I'm doing the things that I want to do regardless of the people around me that didn't and I wasn't like holding, I wasn't beholden on essentially the acceptance of my friends to either join, like to join me in order to do something to or pursue something that I enjoyed. Um, Let alone like the, to a certain degree, the like persona that I built up potentially being pushed back against if I was doing something that like didn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. I was the nerd who played varsity sports. Um, Like I skateboarded, uh, but also did a play right so it's or yeah so it's like these these like a lot of these like kind of conflicting ideologies within like one and so they they like sat really well with me and i think that's that's like what progressed me into the point where i'm just like yeah fuck it i'll do whatever whatever to a certain degree i'm like whatever I feel want to like i want to do mm-hmm. um but that uh but that stigma to kind of like not right cuz i felt that right you know when i i told friends that i was doing a play and you know i was immediately like you gay yeah and i'm like okay <laughs> yeah like it's extra credit I'm like I'm getting an A in a class for doing this play. So if that makes me gay, then I guess uh, I'm that's gay fine. for knowledge. I guess and, and good girls grades. love actors. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So well, Look at depends. Hollywood it's art. depends. <laughs> it's art. My my girlfriend is quick to say that she will never date an actor. <laughs> really? Yeah. She she like did like musical theater oh, or okay. did the- not musical theater theater in uh, college that was like theater and psychology um mm. Also, being in the industry, they're not all that. <laughs> I
2: just, I just want to say, like, why can't you be both? Why can't you be a nerd and be a jock? Why can't you be an emotional person and be a strong person? And
0: well, I, I think you can. You, you, one hundred percent can. You yeah. Yeah. can. Yeah. Um, but you
2: have to like almost fight for that.
0: Yes. And it, I, I, this is. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Right. <laughs> like I'm trying to my damnedest, and I've been yeah. thinking hard about a lot of these concepts, knowing that this conversation was about to happen and I couldn't come up with good answers. Um, it's, it's this like, again, I think it's this like weird pressure, right? Um, societally, I think is really what it boils down to. I don't, I, it's one of those things that's like, you know, you you were, we're so, that's a bad way to describe it, but we're, we're very aware right now of a lot of social issues in mm-hmm. um, so many facets of kind of the American way or the American existence, if you will. And like, like a lot of the issues, it's really, really hard to pinpoint one specific thing that's like, this is the catalyst that started it all because stuff has like, um, you know, we talk about like women's rights. We talk about like LGBTQ issues and like kind of liberations and freedoms, et cetera. And so much of this stuff has been like woven into the fabrics for so long that it's really hard to find a specific instance of like, the more covert, like, covert or kind of like, I I say covert in the sense of, like, it's not as glaringly obvious as, say, someone, like, on the corner spouting homophobic slurs or spouting Mm -hmm. spouting racist slurs, right? Because that's that's very obvious and objective where you can go, that is racist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas to think about, say, like, to a certain degree, some of the laws that exist or some of the kind of social norms that exist... It's really, really hard to pinpoint that moment where, or the the this kind of behind the scenes like racism or homophobia or whatever whatever ism or ob that you mm-hmm. want to explain at this point. And so when we're talking about, I think the stigmas that go again that are like kind of this anti man to a certain degree or not that's a bad way to describe it. Um, kind of this like machismo. I don't what what word else can I say? Because like, like
2: anti emotion, anti yeah
0: this like. Like I don't want to say toxic masculinity because I hate that word. I hate it too. I understand why? the
2: why, cons- but it is toxic
0: because I think because <laughs> it's it's a bad way to describe it
2: because it's a stigma.
0: No, not that it's a stigma. So I think uh, what what did my what did my client say today? Because we were actually kind of talking about this a mm-hmm. little bit. He was um, he's like it's not about the brand, it's about the messaging, and he's like this largely applies to a lot of things. So he. And I think that's a good example of this thing where the idea of toxic masculinity, just those two words put together, implies it like just on a face value says masculinity is toxic. What is toxic? Toxic is something that is like bad. It's harmful. It's hurtful. It's something that you don't want either in or like in you, around you, or anywhere at all. So, right, because it's harmful. So that like those two words put together kind of sounds bad. Now, if you were to dive a little bit deeper into the concept, you go, okay, I under, what is toxic masculinity in the, the, in practice to a certain degree, right? It's all these issues that we're talking about, which Mm -hmm. is like the lack of emotions, this over aggression, this like alpha mentality, if you will, um, as amongst other things, right? The superiority, this entitlement, whatever you want to say. So we can we can say like, yes, that is the definitions that we're speaking of when we say toxic masculinity, but for the, for the most part, people are going to be very reactive or people are very reactive to anything that you're going to be saying. Right. And so to just hear somebody be like, yeah, you know, toxic, toxic masculinity, we need to eradicate it from like the United States and all this stuff. And a lot of, a lot of guys, right. If you think about it, just, or just, sorry, not think about it, but are, for the first time ever coming across say that phrase you go masculinity is bad like what the hell what the fuck like why am i bad for being masculine Mm. right and that's kind of the circular (laughs) that's the logic that generally people will jump to
2: i i could see that but i think for me like how i see it it's like another construct of how we're describing why these social norms or impressions that men have to be a certain way is harmful that's why that term toxic is there because there's toxic is Is toxic but I think the message of toxic masculinity is sending this message that this is happening in the world and boys as early as like three years old are getting sent these messages Mm -hmm. that you have to be aggressive you have to speak up you have to be a certain way and reality that's not how the world works like those are impressions that the culture is sending it to you but like I think, I think there's like a bad reaction to it because of that term masculine, like because men are expected to look a certain way and be masculine and portray themselves a certain way. But I think the message there is like, there's a term, there's like an aggressive term to it. If that makes sense.
0: Yes. I I agree with you. Like I, from when we, it's like, it's layered, mm-hmm. right? I think it's a good way to yeah. kind of explain it. Right. And so to just use, I'm, I'm trying to think of something. Like another example of this, but nothing's coming to my mind right off the bat.
2: There's a podcast like um, like Man Enough. Have you heard of It's called Man Enough. Mm-mm. But it's basically this. Um, he's from Jane the Virgin, Virgin, something, the, the show. J- uh, Jane the Virgin. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, he talks about how as a man, he had like put this expectation on his wife to be the emotional person and the partner, be the one to read how he's feeling rather than sharing his emotions. And part of that's because he was sent messages to be a certain way in a marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, he has to be the provider. He has to be the protector. He has to be a certain way. And part because the opposite of that is not man enough. And that's like toxic masculinity because you were sent these messages. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Also just, Oh, Make sure I'm, you're talking into the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really, it's really hard to like. You want to like move your head. You want, you want to lean mic. and interact with the
1: person. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I know. It's, I
2: want to like see you. You know. Yeah, yeah
0: It's hard. You got to do some weird stuff. You, you, you like,
1: you have to lean in like this, and then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're
2: good. Sorry about that, guys. I hope you heard it.
0: No, no. It's it'll it, show. It, it'll show it, it came up, through but, clear. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no. I again, I I agree with you. I think the it's just it's the phrasing right it's just purely the phrasing by itself is the message that's get that's not coming across right mm-hmm. so it a good a, a, a decent parallel right you can kind of think about this is all of the people that are you know the people that are like um you know like fuck the rich right yeah. or um or fuck the cops right or what, whatever like anti-thing that you're kind of going against right anti-fascism right is a thing right Actually, that's a, actually a terrible example. Yeah. <laughs> now that I say that out loud, right? But <laughs> actually, all of those are pretty bad examples. It's like this the, is what that
2: I get for you, trying to do off like the, being a feminist. <laughs> it being a feminist is, is like bad because they're so like extreme kind of thing. Is that a good example?
1: No, uh, uh, not really. Because I've met feminists that are they're not extreme. They just have they have they views. just want equal rights. Yeah, they have that's good all. views on on this on certain topics. By, some, some. So I think I think it's just the extremist. Yeah. who make everything that much worse because of how extreme they take it yeah. obviously but
2: I th- just I, wish uh, like I, I guess what I'm coming from is like I am I'm sad for you guys that you have to kind of be more mindful of how you move in this world to fight that pressure like I like be able to be okay and be accepting of yourself that you're crying like why did you have to cry in the shower by yourself although it was really you know a uh, mind-blowing experience for you but like why couldn't you share that with someone else or why did you have to be more mindful of like what you were fighting in your in your brain yeah yeah i wish it wasn't like that for you all
0: for sure yeah right and i I think the the dualities (laughs) that we all that we all like move through within the world is always something that we're kind of fighting right Mm -hmm. these like conflicting concepts always um and i lost my train of thought
1: (laughs) Ooh, damn it and, and you know well Thank to you. piggyback on that on I'm I'm with you on that right because I'm more I don't know I I this wasn't a message passed to me this wasn't like something enforced on me but I've always been the shoulder to cry on or the ear to to hear you out right mm-hmm. like I, I don't know if I put that on myself but I just I'll hear people I enjoy being that person to talk to if ever, anyone ever needed to talk to just because like if you tell me hey like I'm going through some shit don't share it I'll go to the grave with it mm-hmm. it never we never had this conversation right like. But for them to relieve it and get... I I think that's because that's something I didn't grow up with. Being that for someone else helps me alleviate whatever guilt or whatever I have going on in the back of my head. Not that I have any, but it's it's just that like i'm here for you if you ever need anything like you
2: were like the caregiver role
1: kind of yeah um and i don't you know i may have got that from my mom i may have got that from my grandma but you know i don't know who i got that from um but i've never felt that that was like a a pressure put on me i just happened to one day be like yo are you okay like Mm -hmm. um but i think it's very rare that it's happened for me where people will be like hey are you okay like the check in, yeah. you know, and I, I'm, I'm realizing that more and more. I think I get that from my dad. I had a conversation with my cousin not too long ago about like how he was that way. I didn't know this was, I was a baby and this happened before me, but like he was that way. So that was something like inherent. He mm-hmm. would always check on people, but no one checked on him. Yeah, And so I think, you know, not knowing that, like I would beat, I would do that. But now it's like having that conversation with my cousin who grew up with him. It's like, oh, that, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah
2: i'm not sure if i'm allowed to share well my husband is like so cool but and a um, cutie and a cutie um but i I feel like he has like that same like mentality too where he's 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 like the people for everyone and like the last person to ask for help and Mm -hmm. i wish it wasn't like that yeah and i wish you were more comfortable to say like hey like kind of check up on me and or or for him to be like hey i'm not doing well and sometimes you know i'm, I'm like hey are you okay mm-hmm. you know and that took a lot of time for him to kind of just show emotions and i wish like males didn't have to experience that because it sucks like you know like technically you're like going through this alone and it shouldn't have to be like that yeah
0: yeah i, th- I think there's i think at some point in time too and a lot of people might be able to uh, like agree with this i think there's because of the world that we live in or that we're living in, right, the expression like men's expressions of emotions can sometimes be fetishized mm. as well in the idea of like I who I got to see him cry mm-hmm. or I got to see him express something, right? Yeah. And it feels weird and it feels dirty. Um when you whenever I don't know if you've ever
1: experienced that, but I have. Um, um not off the top of my head. I can't think that I've ever talked to someone and they're like, Yeah, I got you to like admit or I got you to release. Like I I think for the most part, if I've ever done that with a friend or you know somebody, they've always been like, you know, like it's cool, like you know, come here, like hug or cry or whatever. Yeah. Like they've been accepting of it. Um, never have I ever felt not personally have I ever yeah. felt like not yeah. not in the sense of someone's like
0: like you're like if I was like crying, they're just like yes, yeah. got it. Like, no, but like, like two feet in front of yeah, me, yeah.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like hell yeah, got him. I won. You know, yeah, can't I can't wait made to call my friends. <laughs> can't wait to call my friends.
2: Let me Snapchat this. Yeah,
0: no, no, no. But more, so, more so like. I, I've experienced the feeling of like, you know, somebody trying to like somebody kind of goading me on into like opening up when I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that, and it felt like it felt dirty to me because I felt, I almost kind of felt used in the sense of like trying to be, um, like, like someone won, right. They won the idea or won the, the, the battle of getting me to like emote when I wasn't prepared to do it yet. Yeah. And so I think there's like, to a certain degree, there is this like fetish, fetishization of like men's emotions, um, that can sometimes be worn as almost this like badge of honor of like I got him to open up to me and nobody else, mm-hmm. um, whatever the case may be. Um, and a, a good, a good example that I, uh, actually a kind of a fun, a good example that I heard to kind of relate this is like, um, w- like women guard their sexuality like as men guard their emotions, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like we. It's the, it's not that we are in like we're incapable of, of emoting, but we're guarding of our emotions to people that we can actually trust. And I'm speaking with a huge brushstrokes right now. Um, but to me, for example, this is one of those ones because I've been, I've been like hurt in the regard of like either opening up to somebody who wasn't there, or, like wasn't going to be necessarily emotionally there or just really disinterested or kind of used it against me. Um, and so I've been very, very much, very much uh, particular on who I'm willing to like open up to, um, because of a little bit of that scarring that I had from like mm-hmm. in my past. Um, and I feel like that's, that's a, a decent way to explain to a certain degree why or how, um, that can be the case for, uh, for making it harder to emote.
1: I think now that you put it that way, I can think of several times that that's happened. Exactly. Me. I can think of you hundred percent have. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, and then the other, the other. Oh, damn it! I lost my train of thought again. Someone pick up.
2: <laughs> I will pick up. Um, so I'm a little embarrassed to like admit this. When we were getting married, I was like, "You better cry." When I'm going down that aisle, if you don't cry, I'm walking back again. My
0: point exactly. You know,
2: like so. I was like, "Ooh, why should I talk about this?" But yeah, there is this. Like, yes, he did cry. He does have emotions. But I think coming from someone at least for, like, our relationship. I'm a very emotional person, and I like to process everything that's just the type of person that I am. But it helps me as a woman to be, like, vulnerable with this person if you're able to be vulnerable with me. And sadly, it's not always like that. And I like that word that you said, like, um, I don't want to open up when I'm not ready. You know, like, I'm not ready to go there yet. And and therapy like not to like hey you, everyone needs to go well everyone does could you benefit. should definitely you should definitely go yeah. to therapy at some point time. yeah everyone awesome. could benefit from therapy but like i wish the message that i really want to send is that you're allowed to change your therapist if you're not connecting with them and you're allowed to go on your pace you yeah. know you're allowed to say what you want to say and share when you're ready to share and being vulnerable in therapy it comes both ways you know like You have to be comfortable to be vulnerable with your therapist. And your therapist has to be comfortable being vulnerable with you. And, yeah, I just want to, like, send that message that it's a lot of work to be in therapy. And you have to be ready for it. I think that's the word that, like, stood out to me when you were talking.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, there's... Ah, shit. (laughs) Someone (laughs) jump in. This is very common, so... Don't stress it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the the readiness, like the readiness. I, d- I don't know, right? If this is more like a societal thing or more of a um, a uh, nature based thing, um, but I, I think the to a certain degree, the expression the expression of emotions, at least for me, has a very like words mean stuff mm-hmm. to me. Um, and I think it's, I think it's important to use words appropriately. You know, I, the word love does not come across my, like, does not pass my lips that often because there are very few things that I love because love is such, such a, a strong emotion, right? It's such a strong feeling. I love my girlfriend hundred percent, right? Easy to say. Um, I agree with that one. Um, but then I like on a flip side, right? Um, I could tell you like the, my girlfriend loves this wine. My girlfriend loves this ice cream. She loves this other stuff. Right. So there's like, there's this weird reversal of words, Mm -hmm. um, that I find is fairly, fairly common. This is no degradation to her by any means. Like it's just my personal opinion on the use of words. So I think there's like, I think there is something to be said that I I don't know if this is a guy thing, right? Maybe, right. I'm a dude. So maybe you're a dude. (laughs) She's a dude. We're all dudes. (laughs) Um, dudes is a gender neutral term. Thank you. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Kel, love you, um, but I, I I find that that's like a really interesting thing, and that I that never really came to like fruition for me. Um, see, I can use big words too.
1: Um, Caterpillar, <laughs> big word, baby. Hip hop, hip hop anonymous.
2: I can't say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but it, that didn't really come. Like, I, I didn't really like realize that until I was um, I was working with somebody and that kind of like that came up and I, I made a, I, that slipped, right? And I was like, oh man, I really, yeah, I'm like, I really love this thing. And he's like, don't use that word. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, do you love it? Like, do you actually love it? I love lamp. Yeah. And I was like, huh. I Like it made me think for like, it like kind of put me on my heels for like a day where yeah. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, that's an interesting concept that I like don't
1: know, don't know that I necessarily like realized myself. I have the same thing with the opposite word, hate. hate. And there's nothing in this world that I, well, take that back. There's (laughs) There's definitely things. There's very, 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 very few things that I hate in this world because it takes energy to hate and love Mm -hmm. those specific things. So it's very, 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 very scarce that I use the word hate. I'll dislike. I'll have disdain for. I won't care for. But if I hate something and I say I hate something. I hate it. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. But it's very far and free between. I will also make a note. I might be a huge hypocrite
0: right now. So there's a, probably a really good chance to that. I'm also saying I love a bunch of shit. Uh,
1: yeah, um, I
2: always say, oh, I love that. But so, I, I do.
1: <laughs> but do you? But do you? Do you love it? Why don't you marry it? <laughs> I did. already did. You nailed it.
0: And a cutie again. And a, a, and a nurse. And a nurse. Nurse and
1: doctor combo. Eight. Where did we go wrong? Uh, Why that, don't you that, become a doctor, please? Hold on,
0: you're assuming that what we're doing was wrong.
1: If loving you is wrong, I don't
0: want to be right. That's right. Wow. I dislike. <laughs> I, I dislike to see you leave, but hate to, to go, go. But I love watching you. Leave.
1: Yes. How the fuck does that? Yeah. First I, I, I hate to see
0: you go, but I love to watch you leave. There you go. Yeah. I was trying to say dislike because I, you know right. You don't hate?
1: No, of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. But anyway, I think that's a that's a part
1: of it when it comes to words mm. um and i agree with you on that i like to touch on that um during conversations or arguments i choose my words carefully and i've always been not always i've been um accused of either either overthinking the conversation or not having a response because i don't respond quick enough mm-hmm. and i'm <laughs> my response is always I'm picking my words very carefully with what I'm about to say because I don't want there to be any confusion with what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. And it's always like, oh, well, you know, you don't have anything to say. Cat got your tongue or, like, you know, all that stuff. It's like, no, no, no. I'm processing every word you just said, all 32 of them with punctuation. And I'm about to give you the same thing. Now, your words may have been hurtful and you didn't mean them. My words are going to be very direct. And even more hurtful. Yes. Because they're <laughs> true. True. But like, you know, words are very important in, you know, from my mental aspect, it's like, if I'm upset now, previous me would not do this, but now <laughs> take a couple breaths process and explain or retort with an appropriate response. Hmm. Younger me would have been like, nah, give a fuck, my, my, my. Just go off the hinges. And <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's, that's a good point, right? Like that's, that's a concept taught within like stoicism now not in the neg not in the negative sense of stoicism, but the philosophical concept of stoicism, Mm -hmm. right. Is that you, you don't make immediate responses to something because what more often than not that is based within emotion, um, and not necessarily like logical processing. So if there, I guess if you're going to walk away from something right from today is that if you, if there is something like that, you, someone says something that is like immediately hurtful to you, don't like take a beat. Right, literally, like take a beat and take a breath, mm-hmm. right? Or more often, like there's times too where, like with with Marissa and I, where so you know either I've said something or she has said something that we we're that I was just like I'm gonna walk away for a minute to like process this because anything that's about to come out of my mouth is gonna be purely to hurt you, um, which is not what I'm trying to do, uh, <laughs> more often than not. So the, um, but with yeah, so like with its stoicism, right the. Take a breath, right? Take a breath, so that way you're not responding through emotion and more through the kind of logical mind, right? Exactly what Eric was saying. The Be wise precise.
2: mind, we call that the wise mind, and psychology, like you're able to think logically rather than based on your emotions.
0: Yeah, because um, because emotions are illogical, mm-hmm. right? Which is why so and I've, reactive and re, well reactive, hundred yeah. percent, right? And I think that's part of why a lot of people have such a hard time conceptualizing them because they're not always exist within reality Mm -hmm. you can be upset yeah like you could be crying watching uh, a a funny movie you can be laughing during a scary event right and there's like Mm -hmm. these weird like right and so or you can have like regret over something that you logically shouldn't have regret over Um, whatever the case may be and so it's really hard to conceptualize that and i think that's also sometimes why it's so hard for people to speak about it and i think maybe men in particular this could be it because Uh, you know, because men are more logical, um, (laughs) use their, use their wise brain, more big brain, smooth brains, um, (laughs) you know, compared to all these smooth brain people out here, (laughs) internet jokes. Yes. (laughs) So, but, um, I think that could potentially be some of that rationale is like, you know, we, uh, it's, um, yeah, we're trying to be logical about illogical concepts. Um, and another aspect to that, and this is where, this is why I want to say too, uh, prior that I forgot was, I think the other part that's really kind of interesting too right now is, you know, we're talking about men need to express themselves. They need to express themselves more, like need to emote more, et cetera. Um, I also, I also challenge the idea that even though we're saying that, I think some people like, you know, within the the female sphere aren't ready to hear that or accept those either mm-hmm. because on the flip side, y'all have been essentially disconnected from it for, for a while. So you, you then too don't know how to um, react to it because we all live in this world, both men and women and everywhere in between that, um, it, like l- that we all live in the world of like men not expressing themselves as well as like this concept of like men being the breadwinner, breadwinners, women being the caretakers, um, and so those all all of those things permeate through all of us, like societally speaking. And so to now go really far against the kind of not really far, but going against the grain, and like now men say starting to open up more, um, are you ready to handle that? Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important question to be had because if you are not, don't force that shit. Right. Right. Because again, kind of like how I was saying, like, I felt sullied when I started opening up or said, I love you to somebody when I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made like, just shit makes me feel dirty. Right. And so I think that's an important question to be had. Right. Like we can do it. Can you hear it? And can you accept it yeah. and not have the, the flip side of this like toxic masculinity mm-hmm. concept of like or judging you're them, judging or weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, cause that shit still exists, man. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, both sides definitely. I mean, yeah. I'm just thinking about that right now. Younger me had a couple of relationships where the girls were like, "You've never said I love you," and I'm like, "Oh, I love you," and it was just like, "Wait, wait." <laughs> I don't. What? Yeah, I didn't mean to say that. Or like the pressure. She's like, "Oh, yeah. yeah." I was like, I "We just started dating. I don't. Why did I say that?" <laughs> like, just thinking back, I was like, "Wow, yeah, I've, I've done that a lot." I, I had,
0: I had a girlfriend when I was younger. Um, well, I was, I was older, like I was over 21, um, who like very quickly said that to me. And I was like, and I like froze. Cause I was like, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not ready to say that yet. Right. And that immediately threw a rift in our relationship. And I was like, you forced that shit on me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be mad at me because like, you're willing to throw words around that I'm not ready to say. Anyway, long story short, um, I ended up saying it and then immediately took it back. And immediately I was like, I shouldn't have said that. I'm not ready to say that. Um, right. Long story short, relationship ended, probably for the best. I'm pretty sure she was cheating on me anyway. But Hi. that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I know. I know what her husband now looks like. So you're lost. Anyway, Person. your loss, my gain, because now I have Marissa. <laughs>
2: Hi, Marissa.
3: Winning. Win.
0: Hashtag winning. Winning. Um, but yeah, dude, I I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. Um yes um what like women should oh. be ready to like <laughs> 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 Sorry.
2: women should be ready to to hear that from men like uh, being vulnerable
0: yes yeah i think i think that is a another a- like just in general another aspect to this whole kind of saga that is men's emotions and being able to like emote mm-hmm. as well um and also kind of understanding too, to a certain degree that like we speak different languages to us, like within this world, yes. um, you know, we don't, um, you know, we, we interact differently. We inter like with men and men, women and women kind of just in general, like, you know, I think of it very much in the same sense as like, we have our friend voice. We have a professional voice. Mm-hmm. At least you should. Yes. Right. <laughs> Hopefully they're different. Yeah. But you know, I'm not going to walk into say like my office, right. Quote unquote here um and speak to the speak in the same way that i am speaking to like eric er, eric or you know any of my friends um very similarly to i have a different to a certain degree of different mannerisms and ways that i'm speaking right now i mm-hmm. um, speaking onto a podcast right because i'm just aware of the surroundings and i'm aware to a certain degree of like who is listening to stuff
2: your audience yeah
0: i know my audience um right? If I'm, I know the audience between me and Eric, Mm -hmm. I know my audience between like say you and me and you, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak way more formally to you because I don't know you that well. Um, you know, like, you know, there's a little, the, the, the comparison between you two. So I feel like I can make a, 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 an, understandable assumption on how I can speak because if I know Eric, um, but in general, that's something that exists. Right. And so you, um, I think there's also like a part that needs to be understood too, that, the way that we might express ourselves is going to be different and so not to try and bottleneck or not bottleneck but try and force the way that say like your husband or boyfriend or male figure should respond based off of the way that you want them to respond Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta meet somewhere in the middle um in order for like any success to be happening which is just kind of the basis of all conversations as well right It can't be one-sided um or forced in one direction per se
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that's one of it's an issue, especially in relationships where you you're one way with your guy friends and then you come home and you're one way with your girlfriend or your significant other. Right. It's you're not going to go. You're not going to talk to your girlfriend or significant other about dicks and fart jokes like you would talk with your guy friends because they they don't want to hear that. Right. Uh, maybe. Like, for, yeah, I say okay. that, I say that shit to Marissa.
3: And she we laugh it, about right? it. Right. She loves it. <laughs> but like, She's awesome.
1: There, But there's some women who are like, I don't want to hear about your dick and fart jokes. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well now I got to. Th- I don't. See, and now I don't, I have, I have to put on the filter of like, well, this is, this is what I talk about with my guy friends. This is what I talk about with you. Like, you know, you bring it home or you take it to the playground. Right. The issue I have is like when the response or the reaction is, well, how come you act different with them? Mm. It's like, well because I. I like don't want to be I can be fun on the disrespectful side with my friends because it's in jest, but I can't bring that home with me because I don't want to put that energy towards someone who I love or like or really care for because it's just it's a different relationship.
2: I think it's just it's, it's speaking to like the different languages that you speak, right? Like you've heard of the five love languages, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. What are you?
2: All of, I'm words of affirmation and quality time. What are you?
1: I have no idea. I haven't taken that thing. What are what, you? Um, here, I'll look them up really quick. Yeah, but is like... There, is there a test?
2: Yeah, there's a test. There's a book, too.
1: I know there's a book. But like, I your love the
2: language is different from yours, and mine is different, right? So yeah. like, the way we communicate is going to be different. And so... Like, we used to have, like, I'm a very emotional person, Leo knows this, and I'm, like, trying to be more mindful of how I, like, react to things, because Leo is very mindful of how he, like, speaks to me, just because, man, when he speaks, it hurts, but, <laughs> uh, but, Damn, again. he's got
0: a silver tongue over here. Yeah. No, wait, that's not, sharp tongue, sharp <laughs> but, tongue. like, he's
2: very, like thoughtful or yeah. me I'm like more emotional and I do react a certain way just because I've sometimes I let my emotions drive me and I have to be more mindful of that and so like learning the difference between how we communicate and how he experiences his emotions are helpful and I think that's where it comes in where you have to be ready to receive and be receptive to your partner or to your friend
0: yeah 100 percent. yeah so the love languages are words of affirmation quality time physical touch touch acts of service and receiving gifts.
1: I don't think I'm the last two. I'm not like a very, uh, gift person. Like, you know, for my birthday, I think it's, what was the personal time or
0: words of affirmation, Uh right? Which is like the, like, I love you. I appreciate you. Um, quality time is
1: quality time. I think I'm the first two. quality time. Yeah. I like quality time, whether it's with friends or family or Mm -hmm. loved ones. Like I enjoy that, you know, Um, and I think words of, what was the third one? Uh, physical touch.
2: You're like hug. Like you're like, like Leo hugs. is not physical touch. He's
1: damn. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm the first three. I don't know. I like hugs. Maybe
2: you're t- active service because you, you, you take care of people. Oh, like Jesus. Like... Leo's active service.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't. You take should take test. the quiz. Yeah.
0: That'd be fun. Um, I haven't taken the quiz. Um, I've just like, I've read little bits of like what all these are. And can I, can you be all five? I don't, no it, does it I pick two i th- I, think I think
2: it's a predominant one and then you could be the others but uh, i know for sure i'm the two got it
0: um i'm probably more of the like acts of service type of thing um yeah like you do acts weird. of service mm-hmm. out of love yeah mm-hmm.
1: jesus maybe i am that
2: which means you like to receive that's your that's the way you're communicating so you want your friend or your partner to do acts of service towards you hmm because that's how you receive love and that's how you communicate. Maybe. Whereas for me, yeah. Like my love language is not the same as him, but for us to connect, I would like for him to spend more time with me, like kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. my friends and I doing like one-on-one, don't be in your phone kind of thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. I yeah, I God, I feel like I could have a yes to all of them. <laughs> except for the except for gifts. Like I I'm very like I'll give gifts. I don't need to receive gifts.
2: Yeah, that's that's like a you like to give. So yeah,
1: like
2: acts of service. Oh,
1: sh- damn! We're narrowing it down. <laughs> we're getting somewhere. Like <laughs> you think you
2: think about people before yourself.
1: One hundred percent.
2: Yeah, that's him too.
1: One hundred percent. There you go. There's your love language. There's one. Relatively. Relatively. Maybe that's the dominant one. Maybe and the other ones.
0: I mean, I, I think you would have like. A little bit. I, of I feel everything. like everybody to a certain degree might have some aspects of little bits, right? But I think there's a like the bias. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for me, now that like I just quickly read through them, um, I think for me it is the quality time and acts of service are kind of the ones um, that like will resonate the most for me. I don't like touch because I'm always fucking hot. So like the less anybody touches me, uh, uh, the better. Um, just in general, Dude, I mean, I'm sweating so much I, right I, now. I.
1: I, I put my hand on him when we're on the couch like eating or watching tv and he's like stop it's hot like oh it's terrible
0: (laughs) dude it's terrible just because
1: i know he overheats bro and you probably feel it oh yeah if you were to like if so i i've I've floated my hand above his back and he's like don't i can feel your hand don't yeah dude and you'd be like you can like feel
0: like just heat radiating off of me yeah you're you're
1: an oven i'm an oven but like yeah you're it's horrible i hate California. yikes
2: (laughs) yikes
1: <laughs> I think it's, that's just your body reacting because it's been used to the cold for so long it's like I gotta be hot all the time dude I can't I like <laughs> I don't I I I have like trust
0: issues from being here because now I'm just like I'm seeing it's like 90 degrees outside and I see people like these motherfuckers out in jeans or like he's wearing goddamn scrubs right now well, he and I'm came like from work I don't care he just came from work I don't work. give a shit <laughs> I have like slight he had d- to wear that I mean I understand you have to wear it for work but like also he's probably been in the AC all day dude I, I don't I, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I have shorts. If you want some shorts, you can wear my shorts in my bag. They're clean. I There's swear some to God. shorts over there, Leo. But you like, to grab some, put some on. <laughs>
1: but like, dude, it's like 100,000 degrees outside. You know what annoys me? though is like seeing high school kids wearing all black in 105 degree weather.
2: Let me just say, when I was in the Midwest, it was like snowing, super cold, and this old man is in shorts and a oh, t-shirt. Yeah. I'm like.
0: <laughs> dude, it's 48. Right yeah, when, there across when, when you. are looking at him. <laughs> when like, the
2: Sir. It's freezing. You well,
0: know, when fall—that's hot for them. When fall rolls around and it's uh, or like spring starts coming up and it's 50 degrees, oh, you better believe it's tank tops and short weather. Yeah, I was like, I was concerned. And flip flops. Let's like, like, rock.
2: It's cold.
0: <laughs> I don't wear flip flops. No, you don't. I'm a hard anti flip flop person. You don't. Um, which I think I've converted Marissa over into as well. Oh, she hates them too. Uh, she doesn't. Ha- she doesn't hate them. She loved them. Uh, I don't. I think she enjoys flip flops. I'm just
1: throwing out the extreme words. Well,
0: I. So another another <laughs> another aspect, right, and we've talked about this before, and I've definitely talked about this with Marissa, is like, you know, when we talk about like men kind of navigating the world, there's an eye there's an eye to the world and a weird way of thinking, right? So the here's a perfect fucking example. Laying hands on somebody. Hmm. They're with majority, like with, with men, right, to the most part, right, you've experienced threats of violence, um in physical altercations type of thing. And so there is this like unspoken rule that exists and you may be able to agree with this too, is that like if you're ever getting like an, in a, in an altercation, right? You understand that there is the, the concept of thrown hands is a real thing that can't exist, right? You never know who you're interacting with. So you're always kind of sitting on edge a little bit where you're just like, I'm going to like more often than not, right? You're going to try to de-escalate the situation because like last resort, like it's an absolute last resort, right? You don't know, does this person have a knife on them? Do they have a gun on them? Like, are they are, are they, they an MMA fighter? Do they know how to
1: fight? Yeah. Right. If they have cauliflower ear, don't fucking talk you, to them. Yeah, yeah that probably. Is yeah. <laughs> that is a good rule. That
2: is a good
3: rule. Like, role. like if you're
1: about to fight them, look at their ear and be like, you know what, my bad. Yeah. I'm like, I'm Walk sorry. Away.
2: Let's let's grab mm-hmm. a drink. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: For sure. Right. So so that also again talking about languages that changes
0: the way that we interact with people because especially strangers because you you don't know who they are mm-hmm. and you have mm-hmm. no idea what can potentially happen at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So the flip flop thing for me is, and I, just, I was like saying this to Marissa, I was like, you're like, I don't, I'm not a, like, a, like a rule person, of like you have to do this type of thing, except for, you know, there's a couple. And one of them is, I'm like, you cannot wear flip-flops when you're just like out casually walking around. And I remember it being like, why? I'm like, what if something happens? Good luck running in flip-flops, let alone good luck running barefoot through like LA. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna, no one wants to do that. Like you're, you're gonna get tetanus in like six seconds mm-hmm. um, or worse. Mm-hmm. Two so, seconds. Right. But that's like that. This is like that weird thought process of like, huh, like operating through the world. And right. So, but that in large doesn't, I mean, there is obviously the threats of violence that exist with women as you kind of peruse the, peruse the world. Um, but, uh, the laying on hands concept is very interesting because like uh cat earlier smacked you in the arm when you said something mm-hmm. right that's like a second nature concept right there's there because what what's the repercussions of that you're not gonna hit her back no right so like people do that I've like I've been hit I've been slapped um like all of these things and it, it's with that understanding and no know, knowledge that like odds are like you have pretty good odds that some dude is not gonna hit you back um because we understand like more often than not like we're gonna fuck somebody up if you do um. And so that, like, just talk about, like, differences in men and women, like, within the world. I think that's something that is intriguing to kind of, like, think about. That I don't know if uh, too many people have ever necessarily thought about. Throw it out there. Speak amongst yourselves.
1: Well, I was thinking about the other conversation that was had in the same line of conversation earlier about the hands being placed where they shouldn't have been. Mm. And had I been there, how aggressive I would have been. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? Like... She made note that she was just uncomfortable, but her uncomfort makes me uncomfortable and makes me aggressive because like
3: mm-hmm. she
1: was, you want to rise to the occasion that it should have been felt. Right. Almost. Right. Like she, the reaction, the reaction difference between her and me is extreme. Like hers was like, okay, I'm going to let it go. Like that was uncalled for versus me. I was like, I'm not going to let it go because that was uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Because we, be,
0: I think part of that too is because we know dudes, yeah. right? Like you under you understand that there's like some there, level of grossness that just exists it, in our brain. And I even <laughs> said it. I even
1: said it about that. Like I was just like, that was pervy. Yeah. There was a there was a purpose for that. Yeah. Because shit and like, she
2: felt uncomfortable.
1: <clears throat> yes. Because shit like that doesn't happen
0: accidentally. No. Right. That was an intentional thing to be you done.
1: Don't literally walk up to somebody bent over picking stuff up and be like, Oh, that was playful.
0: Yeah. Right. So like odds are that shit's happened to, happened again. Now, mm-hmm. whether you thought about all of those steps in line, you, you, whether or not you've thought about that or thought about it in the moment, like those lines of thought crossed your head where you're like, like that was not inappropriate. You probably did it before you're probably doing it before. And to like pr- make a point that you should never do it again right you escalate. you mentally would escalate the situation to a point to like mm. threaten them to never do it again yeah right
2: but again there's like a different reaction for like males and females where you know like like let's just talk about sexual harassment in general where like females have a much more difficult time talking about it even males too mm-hmm. especially when it's male on male like no one wants to talk about that i've worked with you know Uh, Males who've been sexually abused by males and even that topic is is so sensitive Because there's like a a different Like if a uh, if a male were to like slap a woman in the ass like oh It's more accepting or more accepted because male and female, but if it was from from male to male, it's Completely different which again puts like the stigma on the on the victim and now they're not seeking help.
0: Oh for sure well, yeah, I mean, there's there's still, like, aspects of homophobia. I mean, there's not even aspects. There's a lot of homophobia that yeah. still exists, right? Mm-hmm. But even in, like, it, within the progressive sense or, like, the more liberal thinking concepts of it, like, there's still, like, there's... I sometimes still have those, like, weird inklings um, of, like... Yeah, uh, I don't know how to describe like, that, so I don't want to dive too deep.
2: I just, like like, an example, like, my husband was talking about, like, he was just, like... A new graduate in a hospital and another nurse like brushed her hair I mean brushed her her hands through his hair and that made him feel weird but it was okay because a female did it but if a man did that to a female he would have been in HR mm-hmm. you know like it was completely different same thing but like different reaction
0: for sure right because because you have we have to operate like we just have to operate and move through the world so differently yeah um when you were like when you're talking about like say like sexual harassment i think that's that's such an interesting topic and it's such an intriguing one too right because the the definition of what is considered sexual harassment is like this is like forever long Mm -hmm. to a certain degree even words words right i mean you 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 hear about you know during the uh kind of the the heights of the me too movement a lot of these companies putting in (laughs) these like kind of sexual harassment policies which even talked about looking in a certain direction for too long can be deemed sexual harassment. And I think that's a really challenging thing. And that was, here's, I guess, kind of a fun story with that. So my freshman year of college, we had to take a, uh, all the guys had to go into a sexual harassment training thing. Now, that was a very interesting thing, thinking about it now, right? Because that immediately, like, I wasn't aware of what I was experiencing or feeling. Uh, Now, I am aware that it was like, there was kind of this like demonization where it's like, Hey, you guys are sexual harassment people. Like you're sexual harassers. So here's, here's what you do to not be a sexual harasser because you men are sexual harassers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and I felt very weird about this entire situation. It, it made me like, I was like, well, I'm not like, right. Cause they were just like really talked about the negative repercussions that can happen with, with an accusation, not even proof. And so I was like fuck that. I'm not talking to any women like at all hard pass. <laughs> like cuz I'm like can't do that. But this uh this got uh, like really really large gray area is really challenging because what especially like you know when we talk about dating for example did you make the first move? If you don't mind me asking.
2: I did did I I did huh. I think I I honestly don't know. We've been together for like almost 11 years.
0: That's fair. It's a long time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> More often than not.
2: But I did say, you know, this guy is asking me if I have a boyfriend. So are you my boyfriend or not? And then he said, yeah, you're my girlfriend. And then that was pretty much it.
0: <laughs> that's smooth. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> my man. <laughs> um, right. But so like from a dating standpoint, who who historically has to like makes the first move? Right. It's it's the, the, man. the dude, yeah, Right. And that's kind of the societal expectation as well, because I've been hit on once that I can I can name where somebody was actively approached me and I was like, This is the best goddamn day of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? They're like, oh my God. I'm like, I didn't do it anything. Feels awesome. Dude, I was like I, I was for a moment I was like, there is a God. I was like, there holy shit. I was captain oblivious to it.
1: Because it doesn't happen. Yeah,
0: it's so goddamn rare. Yeah. Right. So but the point is is like you know we talk about oh like you know someone hit sexual harassment right someone hits on you and you're like oh that's fucking gross like oh i don't like it well what might be what might be deemed unnecessary uncomfortable um whatever the case is say to you could be a totally acceptable thing for somebody else mm-hmm. so where is the where you know i think one of the challenging parts is like where is this goal post when we talk about sexual harassment because if one, th- if like if each individual person's line is at a different location, how the fuck do you talk to anybody? Right? I think
2: that's where it comes in where Kat, she felt uncomfortable. I think it's like a personal thing when you're the one experiencing it. If I felt uncomfortable a certain way, I would view that as like sexual harassment. Like even asking me when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, I am plan on getting pregnant, mm-hmm. that's a personal, that's a personal question about my life and that's inappropriate for work
0: for sure. I think contextual like context Mm -hmm. and location is definitely an important thing. Right. Like I don't know you really at all. So it'd be very weird for me to be like, so you're married when are you having kids. Yeah. That'd be kind of awkward. Um, Yeah. It's just a little (laughs) bit of a weird thing to ask. That guy's weird. Yeah. (laughs) But, but the the thing that applies is like, uh, how do I know that that's something that I can't say to you? I mean it, like outside of it being fucking weird yeah. like that might from like say for you Eric that might be a very reasonable question we're like yeah it doesn't mean anything so like hey you going to have kids right um so the the right it's interesting right the right to be offended requires the right to offend and so the uh, it might be like hard to follow a little bit <laughs> but if it is let me know but you have to have the ability to, say, offend somebody to understand where the line is to a certain degree. Now, okay. obviously, there's going to be egregious examples of that that yeah. you can't like there's I'm not going to name anything, but obviously we we can conceptualize what are going to be like the lines crossed like 100 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, where is that? And so how, like, and so when we're talking about like interacting with people in different languages, that's also part of the reason why like you know Eric was talking about like, yeah, I got my, the way that I talk with my friends or like the guy friends specifically. Um, this topic of like, say, like locker room talk, right is 110 percent a fucking real thing. And what we say behind closed doors, I think what we say sometimes behind closed doors, um, especially like, I know I have said some shit to some of my friends, made some wild ass jokes that I would never want to come out to the light of the fucking day. Right. But I also don't act on any of these things that I, uh, any of these particulars that I have said. Right. Right. I was wondering, what did I say? Um, but you have to be like, we interact in different ways, right? We talk about different, we talk about things in different ways. We have very dark senses of, we sometimes can't have very dark senses of humor, right? And it's the same way like nurses are a perfect example of this. I'm sure you have heard some wild ass jokes, some wild ass comments that, would, that you've said, especially through like the hospital where if that like was to a lay person, people would be like, what is wrong with you? It can be so dark. Yeah. Right. Same thing. Right. Because to, to some aspects of the hospital, you're dealing with death. Yeah. Yeah. It, you cope. Right. Humor, humor, can be a very much a coping mechanism yeah. for stuff yep. same thing that you hear like um like within the military right so you've probably heard some shit like if you've been around like active duty people right or that are speaking within say like military personnel um where you're just like what mm-hmm. did you just say mm-hmm. right but from from contextually and from the experiences that people have had like it's an it's an okay thing to talk about because we know what this entails we know what this means to each other right um And so speaking about, speaking out, it to say like the lay person or the person who lives outside of this like particular bubble of experiences, it can be wild and so egregious. And you're like, I can't believe anybody would say that type of shit. Like this is insane. Um, But it means nothing. And so the, when we're like, when we all do talk about like coming, kind of coming back into like this idea of like what is sexual harassment? um, It's a really nuanced conversation to be had. That I don't know. You can just blatantly say anything is sexual harassment, right? Just because you didn't take it in the right way, to a certain degree, mm-hmm. right? I know I understand that there's Obviously nuance, there's, there's to it, lines, yeah, um, and there's lines to it. But mm-hmm. like, I think it's it's very you have it's a very cautionary tale to be made because that's a very slippery slope argument. Because yeah. at some point in time, anything and everything could be deemed offensive yeah. or sexual harassment, um, and so that is a point where I think like context context does play a massive role into it and to a certain degree also what like what was the intentions behind it right and you can yeah. obviously tell some people to try to play it off they're like oh, shit got offended didn't mean it that way right mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll try and backtrack a little bit um right and that's kind of where familiarity comes into play to like determine what you can and cannot say to somebody um right so in large if you're going to like In large, just be careful, (laughs) like just be cognizant of what you're going to say and see how it can be, potentially how it can be taken. I think
2: that's the key word, the intention behind it.
0: Yeah. But sometimes that's not enough, right? Sometimes it doesn't matter what the intention is. It's the fact that you said something that hurt me in some capacity, or I didn't like something that you said is enough Mm -hmm. to deem it an unworthy and damn, and damn somebody for saying it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's very slippery. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into that. I mean, the one thing that I've been honing in on, especially like when we're talking about the the, the whole baby scenario, is like familiarity, right? The level of familiarity. It would be weird for you to tell her that or ask her that for me. I mean, probably a little weird too, but she would probably brush it off. We have a relationship. We have a relationship. And and like, I I know the both of them and it would be like, she'd be like, ah, like, I don't want to talk about it right now. Like, or we haven't discussed it. Right that's a conversation behind closed doors, right? That's for them. Right. But it wouldn't be the same. Like Heather wouldn't be like, "Ew, don't ever ask me that. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you have a relationship at a point where you can say like, yeah, I'm not super
0: comfortable talking about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like,
1: cool. Yeah. And it's done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I think familiarity is a huge, huge factor as well as intention behind what that is. Because, you know, another example, I think more recently during that me too thing is like even compliments, like, compliments of sweaters or compliments of shirts like obviously you, there's sometimes where you're crossing a line like if a woman's wearing an open v cut right and you're like hey nice shirt like okay there's a little creepy. and you're just like nice and then shirt. looking at that, right like, that's, nice a shirt. Creepy, and that's a little boobies right but if you know like even so like some some things where if they're wearing sweaters like hey that's a nice sweater if she's just having a bad day or if he's having a bad day right that can be misinterpreted as like are you hitting on me are you flirting like so there's that level of familiarity but also the level of what ryan was saying is like the level of, like, testing the offensiveness. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to know it was offensive unless you've said it, but then, you you know, you can't fully be offended if you're not aware. Like, hey, you just have a really cool sweater. Yeah. Right?
2: No, I get that. And I had, like, a sexual harassment training, and one of the things that – we talked about is that you have to be able to communicate why it's making you uncomfortable. Otherwise they're probably going to keep going on and communicating this way with other people and they're not going to know. Yeah. So having that open communication with that person is like the first step to even prevent that from escalating.
0: Yes. I, th- I Yes. Right. Definitions. Definition are important. And this kind of goes back to the concept of toxic masculinity in that the pure, purely by saying just the word itself elicits a certain emotion. You need to, you like, you'll need to dive deeper to the explanation to get, to bring people up to speed and to bring people up into understanding. So when we're talking about things that are offensive to somebody, if I said something that offended you or vice versa, right. It would then kind of to a certain degree be, you know, you don't have to, but it if you want the world to kind of be a better place, you kind of have to take a little bit of responsibility in like some education and be like, Hey, I didn't like that. This is why. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, maybe don't say that to other people, whatever the case may be. Now, I know I've I've had this conversation with again stop me. I've had this conversation with Marissa, and I think it is a really challenging thing to also kind of argue putting the onus onto women in regards. I know we're kind of we're gonna just speak in generalities with this one of men versus women or men with women in this in case, right? And it, it is kind of challenging to put the onus on women to be like, hey, this offended me because, like, y- y'all get that shit often, fairly often, mm-hmm. all right? And so at one point are what, at what point do you just say, fuck it and just like deal with it and walk away. Right. Or with Marissa, she made a really good point. And we brought this up when we were talking with the girls before is like, also you don't know what the repercussions are going to be if you do speak up. Mm -hmm. Right. right? So there's like, there's like so many fucking battles being happened in like a goddamn instant. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so what do you do? (laughs) Right. Yeah, It's almost like just fucking don't talk to anybody what do you do in situations like that? Um, And how do you like operate around to like progress the world in a better place? Slowly. It's challenging, right? It is slowly. Mm
2: -hmm. Slowly.
0: You know, I, um, I've talked to several, several people through, you know, say the last couple of years, um, you know, with you're, you're starting to, you learn, you're starting to learn, not starting, but the like LGBTQ issues are becoming more and more prevalent, right? They're becoming more and more spoken about and more talked about. And, I think it's an interesting one. And this kind of relates when we're talking about like, like within men, like men and, uh, like expressing themselves to us or expressing emotions and stuff to a certain degree is you have to be able to be in a place that you can ask questions. Right. And to a certain point, like with some of my friends, like they're, they know that I'm like, I'm very comfortable with all of this stuff. And I try to educate myself. And so they'll ask me questions about say like LGBTQ, LGBTQ stuff, because they're like, I don't know who to talk to. And I'm afraid to ask. Um, And so if you have friends that, you know, specifically when we're talking about men's emotions or men's health and like mental health and all that, like if you're somebody who understands the stigma that exists, um, like trying to provide friends that if you know, or have a sense that may be going through something is an important time to like open up the door and be like, Hey, I can, you can be vulnerable in a judgmental judgmental free zone, um, to like talk to them and open up and know that you're not going to like put that back against you or put that back on you. Mm -hmm. Um, because change does happen to have to happen slowly as much as we want it to happen right now. Um, But it's got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right. And most people's locus of control is really within like their friend groups, their friends and their family. Um, Like I maybe with this podcast can make widespread changes from, you know, people listening to this across the world, maybe um, or not. Um, But at the very least, the control that I have is amongst the people that I'm around. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's an important way to kind of think about how you can kind of go about making changes.
2: Yeah. And that's exactly what I wanted why I wanted to talk about this or why I created this topic or this segment just because it's not talked about. And as a like budding clinician or someone going <laughs> into the profession.
0: Budding cl- clinician. Yeah, I, I like that. Like
2: a budding like I'm still a baby. I'm learning so much. And I want to be able to be aware of like the different barriers that men have to come across or overcome to get the help i don't want to be part of the problem
0: part of the solution
2: you're right like i want to be able to be in the forefront and like talk about this and create some type of solution whether it's a small or just or just talking about it and i'm hoping this podcast or whatever i'm creating in social media like opens those doors to start that that conversation because it's not talked about
0: No, it's
1: it's not not. in
2: books. It's not, it's not in the media, you know? No, definitely not in the media. If anything, the opposite. Yeah, it's frowned upon. Right. And I want it to be in the forefront so that men don't feel so alone or judged.
0: You know, when I was talking to Marissa about this, um, you know, one of the things that I brought up, and I I will, I mean, we're way deep into this. So if you're listening, awesome. Thank you. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But no, no, no. But I this this there are two worlds that can exist right and i say this because when marissa and i were talking about it she had kind of like a a little bit more of like this visceral reaction to the some of the comments and thoughts that i was like kind of bringing out not against me but just the thought themselves and right she she brought up kind of you know you talk about the historical context of the world that existed kind of what we talked about earlier right with like kind of men leading the charge if you will mm-hmm. um and one of the things that I said that I thought was like an important is this idea of like men's spaces. And I think those are very like that is a very sacred concept, um, right? We have women's spaces for a reason, mm-hmm. right? And not, and there's the historical context to it, but also you feel comfortable amongst your own to a certain degree, right? And we're in this moment, we're identifying specifically with fa- male and female. And so I think like men's specific spaces are wildly important um, because the, the comfortability that you have with other guys right mm-hmm. there's an understanding that you sh- you have these like shared um shared world experiences um that you can relate to and so i think for you for example being a female going into into this like or thinking about wanting to open up conversations in like the male sphere you do have a little bit of an uphill battle um in the sense that there is more often than not you're probably going to find that men are going to want to talk to other men
2: mm-hmm. um, actually no really yeah. Um,
0: I'm open to being wrong here, so. Yeah,
2: like, well, at least based on my experience, when males are ready to seek help and they are getting the treatment, they're much more comfortable being vulnerable with a woman, with a female, because they find that more nurturing and welcoming. They feel less judged yeah. because now they're yeah. not showing weakness to another man.
0: That makes way more sense than everything I just said.
2: Yeah, and. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> oh no. No, that's why I'm here. No, that's good.
0: That's and, really bored actually. I didn't even think about it.
2: And that's why I th- it, it it is an uphill battle though because even just getting them to the door, just getting them to talk about like why they're here in the office and what do you want to see out of this treatment? It's 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 difficult because I don't know why I'm here. I don't have issues, but then why are you here? Yeah. Like where where do we begin? And that's when it's like you have to like chit. It's like a was that yeah. work chipper, chipper oh a chipper yeah, yeah chip yeah. away yeah. at it it's like just chipping away chipping away and you have to meet them where they are and that's pretty much my job meet you where you are i'm not gonna force you to meet me where i am yeah you know like i don't know where you are in this space so wherever you are it's like we're a blank slate kind of thing
0: yeah no that makes that that makes a lot more sense right you think and then i guess this is a point where maybe stereotypes come in are in a positive play Right. Thinking the stereotypical, you know, women are better with emotions and like emoting and understanding. So therefore opening up to somebody who is theoretically better, better equipped to handle or conceptualize is like overall a better choice.
2: Like I've had clients or patients that prefer to see um, a female therapists, especially when they're talking about grief. Yeah. And something so heavy like that.
1: Well think about what we said earlier. Sorry to cut you off. No. We both talked to our moms for for grief. With our grandparents. Uh did I say that?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. <laughs> that I Oh no, no, no. I was I was thinking I was thanking my mom for um explaining about like explaining and un, like teaching me more about uh, how to conceptualize my emotions and like let them out and deal with them. Oh, got it. Not necessarily that I opened up to, to my mom oh, okay. about my but, grandpa's death.
2: But that's why you're a lot more open to your female friends. Like if you, you're the way you communicate with your female friends or your male friends who or identify as that, like it's much more different, right? Like when you're you're explaining your emotions to your f- female friends, it's you're much more open and vulnerable, maybe, if you're comfortable, depending on your um, relationship. Um, and that's what therapy too like it really depends on your relationship with that person And that's why like therapy is so beneficial and the main thing about it the most important thing is the relationship with your therapist And you have to be comfortable with them.
0: Yeah I tried over the over the pandemic I uh, I, I didn't necessarily have any like, crazy specific things that I wanted to like talk about, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll like, I'll get a therapist. Let's see. Let's try this shit. Let's try this shit out. It worked, worked for me in the past. We'll do it again. Um, and it was, uh, I liked the guy that I was like, I got paired with. He was a cool dude, but I always, I also think there's something interesting too about going into therapy with at least something that you like having a, uh, an idea of like, here's something that I want to like get off my chest, even if you're not ready to do it yet. Because one of the big like issues, and kind of also part of why I stopped too, because I was like, I don't really have anything that I'm like aware of um, that was like brought me in, and I was like, because he was like, so what is there anything in particular you want to work on? And I was, and I was kind of like, not really. <laughs> I'm like, I just kind of want to like see if maybe chat and like if you can discover things that we can like then dive into. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was just a really expensive, like, hangout sessions that I was, playing, I was paying for.
2: <laughs> and that is, okay, let me just do a little rant here. So go like, for it. Let's do it. That is not therapy. And I've learned this because a therapy is, if you want to rant or vent about something, you can go to your friend for that. Like, if you want to go to therapy, you, you're supposed to be challenged. You're supposed to get uncomfortable. So you're supposed to go there like, and establish goals and come out feeling like I've reached some of those goals. So I think like the thing that I want to encourage people is that when you are looking for a therapist or you are, you know, thinking about it is that you don't have to necessarily have an issue to go to therapy, but even just personal growth, like that's a goal.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Again, I'm not the professional here, so. Don't take anything I say for, yeah, for no, fucking no, no. goals. I'm just, I'm just saying that because
2: like that really stood out to me because, you know, as as I was training one of the my supervisors, she really grilled this to me. Like if they don't have goals for therapy and they're just venting, they can do that with their friend. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of growth there. And if they're not willing to be challenged and like look deep within themselves, then this is not going to be beneficial. And that's not what therapy is.
0: That's fair cuz that's kind of that's honestly a lot of what it felt like for me where yeah cuz so like the 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 thing that I kind of established at the very beginning was more so like like I said I was like I just want to I kind of want to like talk through like some concepts that I have in my head about things hmm. and and I want I was kind of like I would love for you to kind of dissect a little bit because I'm curious I was curious a little bit about like say like my personality right um to like I'm like are there like is the way that I am thinking appropriate um, or am I like just a straight up narcissist? Like wh- where, where, do I lie in these realms? Um,
2: what, what gave you that, in, like that conclusion?
0: That I'm a narcissist? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I'm a narcissist. Okay. But like, but then again, does a narcissist, <laughs> does a narcissist think they're a narcissist? <laughs> like, does a psycho think they're a psycho? Does a, sociopath a psychopath think they're a sociopath? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. May- maybe. And you could probably tell me, but what you're smiling. Do like you think he's real narcissist wide right now?
2: No, there's like, so there's different way. So there's like different tests that you could like personality tests, psychological tests, but someone who's narcissist wouldn't say I'm a narcissist, you know, yeah. like I, I don't get that from you. You're not eating out my energy. So
0: <laughs> not that you, not that you're aware of. I'm very covert. <laughs> One of those secret narcissists. Um, yeah. So I was like, I was more so curious to see like if, if there's anything about my personality that can kind of be pulled out and then that can be like kind of critically thought about or talked about. Um, Cause I'm very, I'm very intrigued by like philosophy and philosophical philosophical concepts. Mm-hmm. So then to kind of dive into like the psyche of, of like a person and like what makes you think and then also what leads you to the decisions that you make is, is an interesting concept or concepts. So that's kind of where like my thought was going into that. We did do a personality test. We did the the twenty or oh shit, what's it called? Oh Myers Briggs. Yeah, we he did Myers Briggs.
2: It's uh it, it is, but it's not um
1: I don't understand what all those E N F J S P. Well it's are, the, the
0: it's um oh, fuck, I forget there there's they they stand for something. Yeah, yeah it's each like of the letters introvert, judgmental, yeah, something – um. Yeah. It's so. I'm a INTJ. Uh, You're an so introvert.
2: Introvert, judgmental.
1: Yes, very much so. <laughs> judgmental, yes, but introvert. Yeah. Are you? A hundred percent.
2: I thought I was an okay. introvert for a long time, but I'm not.
0: One hundred percent, and I can <laughs> I can tell you why I'm an introvert. Um. So w- when I'm when I'm put into situations that require like that requiring me to be on i can be on right and this is a perfect example of that um but otherwise like if i'm left to my own devices i would much prefer to not fucking talk to people mm-hmm. um, not because i have like anxiety about it you need I'm,
2: rest that's what an introvert is yeah
0: i'm just like this is this is fucking and that's 100 on <laughs> Sundays sundays are so goddamn religious to me um not in the actual like Religion. religious sense but like i need to not interact with people at least one day a week. Wait, That's, so what are you? INTJ. Okay.
1: That's 100% accurate. Cause I've asked him what he's doing on a Sunday, expecting him to be like, yeah, I'll hang out with you. And he's it, like, I am not leaving my couch. I said fucking nothing. Yeah. Because Well, because I like, and again, I'm, I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. You're, you're
0: on six days a week. So people, pe- the, the likely understanding is that I am then therefore uh very extroverted. But like, if you put me out in social situations, like say we go to one of those concerts, I'm like, I'm very unlikely to start talking to anybody else because I'm like, for me, I'm just like, I'm here for my like to hang out with my friends. I can give two shits about anybody else in this goddamn room. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: this is you. So you are strategic. You're a strategic thinker with a plan for everything.
0: For the most part, yes. Yep. Nailed it. Also, the but but <laughs> then also one of the. Uh, Cause they'll the give negative? like, they'll give like the, little, no, the negatives are little, that, that test. I pushed on my therapist on that. Cause I was like, I'm like, we can pretty much accept that personality tests are like largely bullshit. Correct. No. But, and he said no as well. Um, that is. But it, Right. And so, and, but I, but <laughs> I but so that one specifically, but I, but I was like, you know, I'm like, cause this test, I was like, I'm like, how much of this can we compare to like, say a horoscope, right? Where there's like some level of vagueness to be explained. Um, that can be, you know, somewhat relatable to kind of a large swath of people because I think there's 44 options in that one, and I was like, so you're telling me the 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 giant swath of the world can be um, can be uh, itemized into 44 different personalities? I'm like, that seems like a statistical nightmare to try and con- like accept um, because I was like, the 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 nuance of the human psyche is like way too much for um, INTJ, uh, eight different letter characteristics.
2: Mm-hmm. These are. This is not like a, a legit one. So no, for sure. There's actual like reliable research based personality test that's used like in different clinics. So like there's like a 524 questions and they can. This particular test can tell you whether you're lying, or you're making yourself look better than you are, or you're making yourself worse than you are.
0: I need to take
1: that one.
2: Like. And
1: I'd be super down. to take. I need that. to take that one. Yeah. So I'd be very intrigued. I think for a lot, like a lot of those, because like I always get confused, like with the great, very great, extremely great. Like, oh, the like, like all the th- strongly th- agree. Strongly yeah. Disagree. Like, though, the tears of it, or, I'm like, I just want to agree. Like, why do I have to strongly agree? Like, why do I.
2: So there's like psychometric behind all of those different tests. The reliable ones, the the valid ones. So like, there's research based. They're based on norms. They test these specific questions based on a specific population, specific age, and then they like disseminate this. So a particular test that I'm talking about, it's called the like MMPI. Like you can't even see this. Um, like the Myers Briggs, you can see this on the internet the MMPI you can't because like an actual clinician needs to be the one to administer this test and be trained to read it not anyone you if you look at it it's gonna look like a 524 bubble words oh my god
1: that's too many questions for me yeah
2: and basically whatever (laughs) spikes up or whatever that's how they're going to interpret that test yeah so
1: so stop taking buzzfeed tests but how how am I gonna know what taco I am yeah Or what my favorite pizza topping actually is.
2: Yeah. Or what (laughs) job you're going to do. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Just just throwing it out there.
1: While we're on this line of it, do you think horoscopes are bullshit? Yes. I wasn't asking you.
2: I don't. I really, I like those. I I think they're fun. Okay.
1: So you like them for the entertainment value. But
2: I don't think it's like, oh my gosh, this is going to happen to me. I think for me, it's like whatever is happening with my life, it's because I did it. Okay. Like I worked for it. And this is, that's why I ha- I am here where I am today.
1: It's not because your star was lined up in Mercury and... Because you're, because Venus is in Gatorade when you were born? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Or like, I would like to think I have like my grandma's spirit guiding me. That sounds so cliche, but like... Not at all. But yeah. yeah.
0: If you believe in that, go I for do. it. I do. So. Um, yeah. Okay. But Myers-Briggs, largely bullshit. I, like...
2: It's used a lot. I mean, in school, it's fun, you know, but...
0: I think, I think like, I think to a certain degree, like I do equate, I guess not knowing that there are deeper levels of like personality tests that could be taken. Um, I mean, I should have, you can kind of assume that like, Hey, I'm taking a free fucking test online. Mm-hmm. Probably not the most valid. right um, Comparatively, I do, I do feel like there is something interesting about that because as there, there's something fucking captivating about that shit um where horoscopes don't do it for me because i find i mean there's 12 options well actually there's one option right based on your option option, (laughs) and somehow applies to everybody Mm -hmm. is a little ridiculous to me right statistically impossible um whereas this i feel like because there is a little bit of a call and response there's like some some level of validity that can exist in a very vague concept it's
2: still it's still unique
0: unique ish right um and so I think there like that is interesting, right? Because as I like I read through that, if you remember, we, yeah, we yeah to we one. had to take we had to take one. When we went to that escape before we went to that escape room yeah. thing. Um, that was weird. There's that was a lot of things. Um, doesn't that's, matter. Goddamn champs, right here. Yeah, I wasn't on that. You team. weren't on my team,
1: <laughs> not by choice.
0: Nah, I told I told we did a escape room for work once, and I told everybody I was like, you better wish you're on my team.
2: Which escape room? I'm biased.
1: Oh, we didn't get to pick. What was oh. it called?
0: Uh, it was called Fox in the Box yeah. out oh. in West Hollywood. That place is awesome, by the way. Go Highly to Panic relevant.
2: Room next time. Panic
0: Room is also good. Mm-hmm. There's several. When around. are we going to go? Bro, you want to go this weekend?
1: Oh, you picked the worst weekends.
2: He's going to Chino Hills.
1: Yeah, tomorrow I got to. Thank you. Wow. She knows my schedule better than I remember than
2: everything.
1: I don't know if you told me. I did not. He
2: did. During lunch, lunch. Up there when we were eating. Yeah. Because was like, can I take Frankie?
0: Oh, that's right. That's when I was, like, tracing the floor
1: with my feet. <laughs> I get distracted so easy. <laughs> There's I, a test for I that. I only have Sunday off, and you don't do shit Sunday, so. That's true. Yeah. Sorry, bro. We're fucked. Maybe next time. Oh. We're uh, going wine 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 painting. We're going.
2: <laughs> wine tasting? Oh, we're going.
0: Yeah, oh, that's right. We're going to go painting. We're going to paint. I'm so. Oh, wine uh, night? You, no, no, no. Well, we're, we might be Y-O-B. Yeah. It's probably going oh, to okay. be that. Oh, okay. Um, but we got to. Uh, you got to bring a. Do we pic- have to pre-register? Already done. Okay, cool. Don't worry, I got you, baby. Um, you got to bring a picture of a uh, picture of Frankie. Oh. All right, we're gonna paint like animals. Easy. Wait,
1: we're we're going to paint like animals, or we're going to paint our animals? Yeah.
0: So you ever see that video where they have like the the elephant that grabs like the big paintbrush yeah. and like swaps it around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna be kind of like that. So we're it's like this. So inter- I have to grow a trunk. No, you don't have to grow a trunk. Okay. You're, you are the trunk. I'm the trunk. You you embody the trunk. Got it. So it's going to be this kind of like interactive um, kind of avant-garde painting like okay. session, right? Where we really get into like our deeper animalistic instincts to be create paintings of our animals Got for it. ourselves. Can I be a war elephant? You could be whatever your spirit guides yes. you speak.
2: This is a real thing?
0: It's absolutely not. Oh, I was we're gonna,
2: going.
3: wow. <laughs> L.A. We're like, I was just
0: kidding. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> very L.A. Let's talk about, like, also as an aside, how goddamn weird California is, where you can go, that might be a real thing.
1: LA is. LA yeah. I feel like outside uh, yeah, of LA, people would be like, that's not real. like, fair. that's weird. Very fair. You know, Maybe Portland. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but no, you're 100% on. No, it's um, a, a client of mine is, uh an artist, and so they're putting on a this, uh, like, painting, like, class, essentially. And oh. so, getting some, some supplies. Like, they'll bring supplies. Like I'm, I'm food actually really excited for this. Yeah. The downfall is my dog's black. <clears throat> so I'm like, I'm not sure if I have the artistic skills to try and
1: do sh- sh- uh, grayscale. That'd be pretty tough. So <laughs> it's going to look real goddamn weird. Hey, all you got to do is add little birds or trees, make them happy trees. Oh my
0: God. I'm going to watch. Well, it's, it's Bob a, Ross. it's likely going to be oil <laughs> uh, or sorry, watercolors. Oh yeah. Good luck.
1: Those aren't as fun. They kind of just
0: bleed. If you don't know what you're doing. You saw, I don't you, know you what saw, I'm doing. You saw all of the paintings in Helio. Those are all watercolor paintings. I, I am terrible with watercolor. Yeah. We don't paint. Obviously, yeah. we're, we're going to be terrible. Yeah. It's the point of taking a class to it's learn. It's experience. Got yeah, it. Yeah. We're here to have some fun, bro. I've, we're bringing our own bottle, so. Yeah. we're going to bring a bottle of wine. Hopefully, that's
1: <laughs> okay. Hopefully. I have, We have a bottle of tequila at work. We're, we're good. Oh, nice. I have a bottle of whiskey. <gasps> well, we, have, we can't. Well, <sighs> no. Well, in
0: moderation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Anyway, off of that, sorry, sorry. we have a guest here to talk about her. (laughs) Um, So, okay. So there are real, there are real personality tests Mm -hmm. worthwhile to look into. potentially. cognitive
2: tests, personality tests, tests to measure like how your brain is doing. Things to talk about with your psychologist.
0: I'm so interested in like, I want to take all of them. Like, I want to like go back to therapy and be like, Hey, I learned about these specific, like a bunch of these like specific tests. Can we just run through all of them? (laughs)
2: They um if they're good therapists they won't just give it to you for no reason because they're expensive oh they there actually needs to be like a referral question oh man as to why we're giving you these tests because yeah. so it takes about like five six hours damn and I don't have, I
1: don't have five six hours to take
2: yeah. a test
0: all right so I'll read the DSM <laughs> figure out what are the traits to require a test and then I'll it won't be there. Oh, well, the, the but the the DSM <laughs> will give you the criterion to to a certain degree to look into further about like certain psychological disorders, correct? Mhm. So, if you know those psychological disorders but to But you a won't need a degree, test for that. What's up?
2: But you won't need a test for that.
0: No, but if there's attributes that would if there are attributes to a personality that would denote potentially seeking further information to figure that out, you could potentially manipulate the understandings of said sickness or disease or personality trait or disorder, um, to elicit the test. Maybe. I did a lot of words right there, but hopefully that made sense. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Right. It's like it's you like, really want to
1: take this test.
0: 100%. And I'm fucking shitty enough to try and figure it out. Uh, I should try and game the system and, so I can get and it. And again, yes.
2: there's like ways to measure if you're faking it.
0: Oh, for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Every, 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 everyone thinks that and they can lie. Now see, you just
2: and every time we see a faking something, we don't even like try to look at
0: that yeah you like hard pass yeah so when you get passed on you just move you're on mis- and you're
2: you're you're wasting your money
0: I mean I'm not I'm I haven't wasted my money well yeah. I guess maybe I did <laughs> at one point but haven't yet
2: so please don't do that
0: so don't try and be uh, an asshole like me yeah perfect yeah. got it yeah. yes why wise words to everybody <laughs> yeah if you if you feel free about reading reading more into that uh Myers-Briggs test you'll see that pop up <laughs> oh at the end no, not in the end it's very oh. it's very clear right off the bat
1: oh. um i just took it because you had to yeah what did, what did marshawn lynch say i'm just here so i don't get fined yeah that was me <laughs> that was me that day you're just skating through yeah i also had the flu that day like a bad what what why were you in a closed room with people i didn't feel it until we got to dinner that's when i was like I Pre-COVID do not feel or good. Pre- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I was like, oh yeah. damn, you're
1: risky. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't feel it till and we risque. got to dinner, and I was like, I do not feel like immediately. I was just like, I do not feel good, bro. You gotta leave. We need to, yeah,
0: normalize. I don't feel good. Go the yes. fuck home. Yes, I agree. I,
1: if anything comes positive out of COVID, I hope it's that. I agree, and like, I that needs to be implemented in the workforce way more than it's allowed right now. Yes, hundred percent. Way more. God, making, solving the goddamn world problems right? uh, one at a time right there one that's thing at the a time. first one we're going to solve so there's this
2: Instagram if you want to follow it it's called the nap ministry and it's bas- it's essentially about the importance of rest and being mindful so look them
1: up mindful it's as great. in like mindfulness mm-hmm. or
2: mindfulness like being mindful and
1: is that is that the one you posted like the other day and I was like yeah yep. nap sounds good
2: rest is so <laughs> important
0: 100, dude uh, I was a, when I was my freshman year. I was a part of uh, the napping club oh, man. in oh, school. Oh, I love
2: that because I love when I say I love. I really do love because if you can't get a hold of me or if I disappeared, it's because I'm napping. Fact
0: check. 100%. Fact check. Hundred percent. Okay. He's
2: been locked out of the house because I was
1: <laughs> oh, napping. No. I
2: was oh, no. napping and I could not hear anything.
0: You're like a heavy, like a heavy sleeper. <laughs> no, like
2: I was like out. <laughs> Yep.
0: Just dead to the world.
2: Yeah, my friends know if if they can not get a hold of me because I put myself on did not disturb. I'm napping. Every day I'm napping. Hey,
1: Leo, if that happens, call me. Go get a beer. Go get a burrito. Whatever.
2: I got by myself.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, got I got time to kill. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he did. He went to Target. Went and got coffee. Guess I'll do
0: some chores. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yep. yep. So that's me. That's uh, me
1: yeah naps are awesome they're yeah. so important too mm-hmm. like i wish i had time to take one today i like i've had the longest day today out of probably probably a couple of months but it was it was long only for the sense that i was on one job site for 10 hours gross it was and it was hot i had to be there at six thirty. yeah and i didn't leave till four thirty. 30 i didn't uh, get my nap in Oh, for sure. Mm.
0: I know my my nap got dis, uh, disrupted today because one of my clients showed up an hour early. Yikes! And so I felt bad because like the I was finished. I was a half hour in with one of my clients, Um, and then I had a half hour break, and then I was supposed to see this other guy, and I was just like, mm. I'm like, I'm not gonna f- pass out because like, I was like planning. I was like, I'm like two hours till my nap, mm-hmm. one hour till my nap. I'm so excited right now. I'm gonna get a 15 minute nap here. I'm gonna feel awesome for coming coming in tonight (laughs) and i was like and shows up super early i was like gotta be kidding me Mm -hmm. so uh i understand the pain man yeah i
1: had to drink a monster today like midday because i was like this is usually nap time or like relax time like mental checkout time Mm -hmm. and i have to be on so i had to drink a monster i was like this is the only way i'm going to make it through the rest of the day and then later tonight when i get some food we are a bang household why are you
0: drinking monsters i don't drink bang bro did you see Monster sponsored the CrossFit Games by That's the way. That's what's up. Can we can we talk I'm about sponsored. that? sponsored. Can we talk about <laughs> you were you aware of that? The
2: CrossFit stuff? That
0: that Monster was a sponsor of CrossFit. Mm-mm. So the basis of this company has been to like battle like Big Cola and for whatever reason like the entire that entire thing went to shit immediately. Yeah. When all of a sudden because like monster now doesn't have any carbs in this specific one that they're like monsters. Awesome. We love soda. Like, God damn it. Fuck you. Eric Rosa.
3: <laughs> oh uh,
0: shit. Oh my God. Um, but anyway, back to the topic at hand. Is there anything in particular, anything else or anything in particular that you also wanted to kind of like talk also, about, bring up
1: real quick monsters owned by Coke.
0: Yeah, of course it is. We all know that. Yeah. That was one of the big, like, mm say that for another Another topic yeah fuck (laughs) i don't want to derail too many more
2: no um not really i appreciate your like openness and being vulnerable with me especially everyone has to hear this so i appreciate that so i'm hoping that this talk encourages other males to you know ask for help and talk about stuff talk about some stuff yeah yeah
0: as an aside, as I was thinking about this, too, um, very unrelated to what you just said. Uh, we were talking about dating ladies. If you are interested in somebody, go talk to them, if it's a guy. Be- or girl. Or I guess or anybody. Girl. But yeah. in this context, <laughs> we're talking about men and women. True. Okay. So I <laughs> appreciate that, but thank you.
2: Good job, Eric. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so PC. <laughs> if you're a lady specifically looking to talk to a guy. Boom. Go for it because like the odds of you getting shut down are real low.
1: Um also guys are dumb and we don't pick up on it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Also dumb cave Ben brains. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, shoot your shot. You're you're gonna have really good
1: accuracy. <laughs> you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um Okay, but anyway, sorry. I just want to throw that out <laughs> there because oh, no, that, that was good. like sitting on my head, and I was like, oh, yeah, fuck it. I want to make sure you say that. So, yeah, Bring go, for, back it. Around. go yeah. for it. Go for it.
1: That was it. That's it? Yeah. Nothing else you want to chat about or talk about? or? Literally anything else doesn't even have to be on topic anymore.
2: No, that was great. I, I don't know what time it is. We do have to get back to our dogs.
1: That's fair. So we do I. We have so a it, yeah. one-year-old <laughs> puppy. Who's so cute.
2: He, I call him the menace because he's a menace, <laughs> but Leo thinks he's an angel, but that's okay. He is an angel, <laughs> he is an angel. but,
0: D- um, has he picked out your favorite, the favorite yet? I'm the favorite. You're the favorite. Yeah. No, it's fair.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't exist when I'm there.
0: Oh, same. My, same. my dog is 100% me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, Marissa hates it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Okay. So where, so you said, um, you're, you're working on the licensure at the moment.
2: Yeah. So I'm finishing up, I'm going to be starting my fellowship on September 13th. So that's another year. That's just like a fancy word of trying to specialize in my field. So I'm specializing in health psychology. Um, I eventually want to work in a hospital setting, um, and then after that, we're hoping to come back to Los Angeles because we're moving to the Bay Area next Friday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like leaving, leaving, like.
2: Yeah, we're moving.
1: Like selling the house, leaving.
2: Yeah, we're not like we're, we have. Bo- I live like I have boxes all over the apartment. Wow.
1: Yeah, they're move by Leo.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but we will come back because Leo still works here, and we <laughs> like LA, and yeah.
1: And we'll get see. a little studio. What did you find up there? God, it's so expensive up there. I mean, it's expensive down here, but
2: we got an apartment. Yeah. Gotcha. (coughs) But okay, we'll see. I we'll see. Eventually, I want to get licensed here in California, but I gotta finish my postdoc first. Mm. But I want to. What is that? Another six years? No, just one year, (laughs) and then get my hours, and then yeah. All right. That's it.
0: Um. Okay. So then, in the I guess since in in the meantime, since you're not. I guess, practicing per se, mm-hmm. um, not yet. you do have an Instagram that you are trying to, you know, at least put out some like positive information to kind of get the, you know, to spread the word of mental health. Um, what's the podcast?
2: Yeah. So podcast, No, sorry, the Instagram. Yeah, Sorry. My bad. <laughs> I do not have a podcast yet yet. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> I have an Instagram it's called, uh, check-ins with Dr. Mesa. On Monday, I'm actually uh, having a live session with a licensed clinical psychologist. I guess this they won't hear this for another week, but on Monday. Uh,
0: well, no, I'll, I'll, f- I'll make sure it's out. Okay. Time. Yeah.
2: So I'll have like a licensed clinical psychologist, and she's a Filipino-American clinical psychologist that's practicing in the Bay Area. And we're going to be talking about men's mental health and specifically mental health issues among Asian communities.
1: Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. And then, is there
0: any other way that people can get a hold of you, or is this kind of it at the moment?
2: Um, at the moment, that's it. But that particular Instagram has you can DM me. There's I have an email attached to that um, Instagram, so you can send me an email as well.
0: Sweet, mm-hmm. there we go, and we'll make sure to like note that within uh, within the show notes of mm-hmm. the of this, um, so people can get a hold. Also, um, respect you know the questions, right? Know that. Um, you know, maybe I think to a certain degree, right? Like, uh, you know, a passing kind of simple concept is here or a thought that you might have that you want to ask is totally appropriate if I'm correct, right? But um, don't start uh, DMing for like yeah, help or, le- like legitimate yeah. help. Um, yes.
2: Yeah, so if you have legitimate, like you want to seek out help, there, there are different ways where you can do that through your insurance. L.A. County has a really great... Um, a mental health uh, department through behavioral health, um, you can call two one one. There's like Better Help. There's telehealth now, which is great. So like therapy is so accessible now because of COVID, and so you can really meet your therapist wherever you are.
0: That was actually perfect because that that's was gonna awesome. be my next yeah. question of like, where can people find like help if they or help or just somebody to like I guess to a certain degree talk to if mm-hmm. they feel like that's something that they need. Yeah. Um,
2: psychology today has a directory so if you're in the la area you can put in your zip code and type in like what type of therapist you want to see female male someone who has a specific specialty then they'll pull up that directory and show you like the options you have for la and la is such i love this place i I say love a lot that's just my word right but it's there's so many like so many different options here for clinicians um, there's social workers, there's licensed marriage family therapists, clinical psychologists. Um, so we're really lucky because it's such a big county.
0: The benefits of big cities, to a certain degree, is mm-hmm. there's options exist. Yes. Um, for pretty much everything that you can <laughs> yeah, think that's of. that's true. Okay, yeah. awesome.
1: Any, Eric, anything else you would like to add to the mix? Um, no, I can't think of anything else. It was a, it was a fun conversation we had. Yeah, yeah. 100%.
2: Thanks for having me. Thanks for being
1: on.
0: Yeah. Always fun.
1: Um, all right, Eric, where can people find us? You guys can find us on our Instagram at another period rep period podcast, or you can reach out to us at our email at another rep podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to podcasts wherever you Our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Nice. <laughs> Nailed it.
0: Um, also you can, if you have any questions or have recommendations, uh, you can send us an email at, or wait, you already said that yeah, I did the email. Um, you can also hit up our, our line. Right, which is five three zero podcast, text, email, all that stuff. Or sorry, God, I keep wanting to say email, text, and voicemail. There we go. I ruined it last
1: week. You screwed it up. Look, man, it's
0: it's about time that I messed it up.
1: (laughs) We we were on a hot streak.
0: We were doing well. Now we're on a cold streak. Two weekends in a row. Me and then you. It's okay. It's all good. (laughs) Um, All right.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.